0: And welcome to
1: Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998.
0: Join us for this spoiler free podcast as we break down one
1: episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek
0: defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, episode 10, First Encounters of the Close Kind close encounters of the first kind is that right i copied this from wikipedia oh
1: really wait let's see first encounters of- no you're right i wrote it down the wrong Shit. encounters
0: of the first kind is the movie
1: close encounters of the third kind is the oh, movie right, right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 this is
1: all very
0: confusing i will No, i pra- i'm I was sorry like, i'm gonna fuck this up i'm gonna fuck this up no you did I- good <laughs> you did
1: good i wrote it down wrong i <laughs> fucked it up <laughs>
0: well i thought i would fuck it up even reading it even though i just copy i always copy and paste it from wikipedia but yeah
1: (laughs) that's smart i don't um and (laughs) just pretend like i know what i'm talking about um and i don't even say the title so (laughs) um okay this was written by leslie ray who wrote for my two dads full house (laughs) full house the fresh prince of bel-air sister sister now on netflix don't go watch it it's yeah. amazing <laughs> and she co-created the wayans brothers show oh shit or, i'm sorry i just said she i so here's the thing i really tried to figure out if leslie ray was a woman and yeah. i do not know the answer to that and also maybe black and also maybe black and i do not know the answer to that i could not find it i did do it as deep a dive as i could um and so I want to say that the reason that I was so curious is because of what happens in this episode, uh-huh. um, and because we get multiple Black women in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was thinking that some of the things that happen, I was like, oh, it would be really interesting if it was a Black woman writing this. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I don't know, but I have, I have. Let's get Gina on the phone. <laughs> I know. Next time we talk to Gina, guys, we'll ask her, our good buddy Gina um and so um i ha- i'm gonna have some notes at certain instances where i say like this is why i was curious about whether or right or right, was right, or right. I yeah, yeah um so anyway but we'll get into that so directed by greg prange our old buddy greg prange mm-hmm. this one originally aired on december 15th 1999 just three days before my <laughs> 16th birthday Aaron was already 16 but I went. barely barely um So the description from Wikipedia, Dawson, Joey, Jack, and Andy spend the weekend at a Boston university for an advanced look at college life. It's a Cambridge university, Um, just an (laughs) FYI. Uh, Dawson enters his, quote, Witch Island documentary in a student film festival, He is later stunned when it doesn't get the reaction he was hoping for. (laughs) And I loved it. I know. And Aaron lives for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Elsewhere on campus, due to a clerical error, Joey's weekend guide is not what she expected. Andy's pursuit for an advanced admissions interview leads her to some inspirational advice from an unlikely source. And Jax takes a risk. Jack takes a risk and ins- explores the local gay community. Dawson encounters a young, another young filmmaker, Nikki green, who co- coincidentally turns out to be his principal's daughter. Ah, spoilers. <laughs> um, okay. No Pacey or Jen yeah, in this episode. I know. That's probably so, why I didn't really like this. Episode. I know was Pacey off shooting the skulls.
0: I was. <laughs> was talking to me about that the other day. <laughs> So that's,
1: you know, Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. Rest in peace. Mm. Um, and I hope Michelle Williams was off shooting either, but I'm a cheerleader or Dick. Um, I know. I, I'll take either of them, Michelle. They're both lovely. Great movies. <laughs> okay. History's Mysteries. Um, December 7th, 1999. The Recording Industry Association of America files a lawsuit against the Napster file sharing client alleging copyright infringement. Hmm. December 18th, 1999, my 16th birthday. And also, uh, NASA launches into orbit the Terra platform, carrying five Earth observation instruments, including Aster, Ceres, Miser, MODIS, and Moppet. Hmm. December... We have a break, so I have a few. I have a few extra yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, December 20th, 1999, the Sever... Jesus, the sovereignty of Macau is transferred from the Portuguese uh, Republic to the People's Republic of China after four hundred and forty-two yeah. years of Portuguese settlement. Yeah, December
0: twenty-sixth, the 1990s. It's wild how Portugal, well, Portugal, you know, went other direction, and Spain went to yeah. the Americas. Yeah, but it's weird in Thailand. There is Portuguese influence. Oh. It just is bizarre to see. Yeah,
1: that that's that's interesting. It's always. It's always interesting to see yeah, why those yeah, yeah. Europeans <laughs> were those Europeans really. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um so December 26, 1999, speaking of Europeans, cyclones Lothar and Martin killed 140 people as they crossed France, southern hey, Germany hi. and Switzerland.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, no
1: cyclones hit over there. I same. <laughs> Okay. Now, December 31st, 1999 was a big day. Yes. Okay. It was huge. <laughs> huge. Huge day. So n- first, well, not first, but these all happened on December 31st. The U.S. turns over complete administration of the Panama Canal to the Panamanian government, as mm-hmm. stipulated in the Tor- Torrijos-Carter Treaties of
0: 1977.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Also December 31st, 1999, the world did not come crashing down around us as expected uh, because of Y2K, though much of that was due to a concerted effort by computer programmers to avert disaster.
0: It was like my dad's. Project for five years.
1: Yeah, I'm wanna I want to tell you that that one I actually wrote entirely myself. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was not copied from Wikipedia.
0: That wasn't a one note on Wikipedia. It was not. It was. There's Julius. probably like a whole page about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is, but also I wrote that whole thing myself. Um, and I, mom, shut your ears. Got very drunk at a at a, at a New, yeah, New, year's New Year's party. party.
0: Yeah, same. same. Um,
1: <laughs> and um, there we are. So uh, and then, of course, pro- possibly the most the most um, significant thing that happened, December 31st, 1999, Boris Yeltsin resigned as president of Russia, leaving Prime Minister Vladimir Putin as the acting president. There we are. There we are.
0: Um, a new world order. And,
1: and here we are suffering <laughs> the consequences of that fucking shit okay um number one movie is still for the third week in a row toy story 2 oh wow yeah the exactly. third and final week yeah um number one song of course is still yeah. <laughs> smooth by santana featuring rob thomas the number two song is still brian mcknight's back to One." Oh. <laughs> and the number three song is now jessica simpson's i, I want to love, love you forever oh my
0: god
1: <laughs> and i oh want god. y'all to know that the podcast you're wrong about which you should be listening to if you aren't already they're wonderful um they did this great multi-episode breakdown of jessica
0: simpson's book and oh yeah
1: in their breakdown they feature a little cameo from pacey and andy dancing oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. jessica yeah. simpson yeah. <laughs> in episode 206 Michael, who is one of the hosts of that podcast and leads the discussion of that book, is like, I looked up what it was about, but it just said "Pacey and Andy forever" on all the things. That about. <laughs> so go check them out; they're awesome. Um. Anyway, so we, uh, Aaron, we open in Dawson's room.
0: Yeah. Well, technically, it's on yeah. Graham's face. Yeah, on-
1: <laughs> true. 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 <laughs> because we're watching the witch island yeah he's watching
0: his own documentary and (laughs) Uh like he's packing and he like legit grabs a film canister like so wait he filmed his movie digitally Mm. and then he paid to get transferred onto film Uh, i mean the logic like (laughs) in case you didn't know how rich dawson was yeah i yeah i mean expensive yeah (laughs) and then also he just stores it in his room with the window open it's not climate control nothing nope. no no why would he need that why would he need that <laughs> for film i okay. want to
1: tell you too aaron that this this episode was that season three dvd's first episode with a, a commentary Oh. so it was a commentary by paul stupid and kerr smith so i have a little i have some little tidbits from that throughout cool. this just an fyi cool. um, So, um, Joey throws her bag in the window and like immediately starts giving Dawson shit for watching his movie, which I (laughs) really appreciate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then I also felt offended because I like listened to the podcast like on my own a few times and torture my boyfriend. And I think he's like, didn't we already listen to this? I'm like, I'm making edits. (laughs) Wait, what
1: podcast did you listen to? Our podcast. Oh, on, on what? On which one? On the which island one? No no, I just mean in general, like how much I listen to my own shit. Oh, that's true. that's yeah. true. I listen to our podcast a lot when we uh, yeah, sometimes I get so sick of my voice, I can't tell you. Um,
0: hey. <laughs> your my voice, not yours, uh, yeah, no same
1: i' your voice is fine. It's my voice that's a real nuisance. <laughs> um so joey's like oh oh because dawson's like well i have to be like up like you know i have to be like really know my stuff yeah because like there's a sc- there's a, a q a yeah after the screening and joey's like oh a screening how sundance which like i kind of love and then yeah. dawson's
0: like really not super excited about this yeah he's like gonna throw up and joey's like whoa are you nervous and Dawson's like, yeah,
1: of course I'm nervous. And he's like, you know, it's one thing to be in Capeside and it's quite another to be like screening in front of a bunch of film nerds. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that tracks.
0: Yeah. Like, I totally think it checks out. And yeah. I feel like Dawson didn't or sorry, Joey didn't understand at all what he was feeling.
1: Yeah, I agree. And which is like a, maybe a first, right? Like
0: she usually well, I knows don't think they feeling. really do understand each other that much.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's
0: and this episode really shows it (laughs) it does definitely
1: and Joey's like well you know I might be biased because I'm a star of this movie yeah um but I think it's really good and like she kind of gives this great like speech where she's like for better or worse this experience will bring you closer to realizing your dreams and I'm just like I wonder a little bit if all the years of watching movies with Dawson has made her an absolutely terrible judge of movies because from everything that we've seen of this movie, it's like not good. Yeah. Much like the last one.
0: Um, and- yeah. I mean, I don't think she has enough perspective on Dawson to like give him actual like, criticism, you know, yeah. constructive criticism on the movie. You know. Yeah. And also it it's one of those things where like, like if I watch a ballet, I'm like, that was amazing. Because I don't really know anything about right. ballet. Right. So I can't really like say whether that was technically hard or if it was wrong or anything, right. you know. Um, because I, I don't know anything about it. So that's why it's kind of hard for her. she's like, Oh, wow, you fucking put this film together. And yeah. he's like, that's fucking amazing, that's amazing. You know? Yeah,
1: totally. And she's like, you know, at least you don't have to spend all weekend with this complete stranger because of Joey apparently has signed up for this college tour yeah. where she gets paired off for another student with the weekend for the week. Yeah. yeah. And Dawson's
0: like, well, are you nervous? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, but in a yeah. good way. Yeah. She's like, this trip gives me hope that, mm. like, I'm actually going to make it out of here, you know? And Dawson's like you're totally going to make it out of here. Of course. Like yeah. I completely believe in you, you know? And like, and he's like, you know what? This is an adventure. It's the first glimpse of the rest of our lives, yeah. you know? And Joey just like ever the
1: cynic is like, it could be the week. It could also be the weekend where all of our hopes and dreams come crashing down around us. Um, Okay, <laughs> how?
0: Okay, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I mean, it could. I guess. I mean, I don't know what your hope and dream is. You're just like gonna go see a college. A college for a weekend. You're definitely gonna accomplish that.
1: <laughs> I <have> trust. <laughs>
0: so we're at some college um because well, like we go to the college. credits yeah, yeah yeah.
1: okay and just i want to take a note of paul stupin in this commentary says that this is where because in the dvds up until season three there's always been paula cole right and so he sort of says this is where if you want to know he says he tells us all this was the the european and international theme song um, and he hints that they dropped out of they dropped the coal because of monetary reasons, right? So just an FYI, that's where yeah that comes from.
0: so, yeah, so we're at like some college. It's fall; the leaves are turning color.
1: Yeah, you know. it's it's a really it's a pretty like brick building. Like it looks very New Englandy. Um, I think Kersmith said I think they went to Raleigh, to one of the universities in Raleigh or Durham to to shoot that um not it's not duke and it's not unc but um uh unc chapel hill but like uh it's one of those universities uh
0: definitely not harvard no which is it's, what it's supposed to be they're like mention it's harvard well, they don't mention they, don't they say harvard. to it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but jack and andy are there you know right. and so, so it's, it's like this joey little dawson
1: course. jack and angie yeah and andy sorry
0: and andy is like hell a positive mm-hmm. she's like so stoked. And she mm-hmm. just goes into this talk about the history of white colonialism in our higher education system.
1: <laughs> she, she sure does. And I'm like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. And she's like, she says, um, you know, cause Dawson's like, oh, I feel like Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. What in the director's cut when he finally boards the mothership and mingles with the aliens like they're finally here with the college student aliens and joey's like uh i think we're the
0: aliens yeah definitely
1: <laughs> and and yeah andy not only is all about the colonial or all about the um the colonialism of Harvard University, uh, which we're not saying, but it's like... Yeah. She she gives a whole history, which is literally the history of Harvard University.
0: Yeah, and they're in Boston area, so you're like, what Well, else she says that they're team? in Cambridge. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. there's only one in Cambridge.
1: And <laughs> maybe MIT, but it's not MIT. Um, so... Andy's like class of 2005 baby early admissions and just like (laughs) shout out I too am the class of 2005 (laughs) not early admissions but didn't we have a time oh yes we did yes um and Joey kind of is like all right well I gotta go meet my roommate AJ
0: Muller yeah and And (laughs) and we're like okay and then Andy's like oh my god this is going to be amazing. I did it last year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I have so much fun. So just some 15 year old is like staying in the dorms. Like how does this shit work? I don't know. That's this UC Santa Cruz did not have this. Like there definitely was like a family weekend. There was t- an orientation. I mean, there was orientation. I did do a tour of it. but We didn't. Sure. In, when I was in college, sure. but, or sorry, in high school, but I didn't stay in the dorms yeah and i see like, during orientation of course but yeah, yeah yeah but we were already in and it was like after we graduated high school
1: right yeah so i mean i grew up at uc santa cruz so i had a little different experience um my mother worked there so but when i i also got into san francisco state and like went to their orientation uh-huh. um so like i went to their they had a weekend that you could just go look at stuff yeah. like uc santa yeah. cruz and then there was like the orientation and that one yeah the one at san francisco state was not a stay overnight it was like it's for the day right um, because like
0: when you're in high school and your junior year i think it is yeah you get a number of excused absences to tour college or at yeah. least at my school you did so we're like Fuck yeah. We toured so many colleges. Like, like we're gonna go to Fullerton Cal State we're Fullerton. Like, we're gonna go to San Diego for the weekend. There's hella colleges there. Yeah. We're gonna take this Friday off, like yeah. you know, yeah. and like yeah, we went to so many. I mean obviously I have a twin, so we I would you go once lot. he was going applying to he we applied to different schools. Yeah. But yeah, we went to so many. But staying over the night I don't know. Yeah, That's I guess parents did fly me. Seems like a liability.
1: Right. My parents, we flew to Seattle to see University of Washington because
0: I, I thought I wanted to go tours there. tours make sense, but staying overnight. Yeah, no, 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 dorm. no, you're right,
1: you're right, you're right. No, that's nuts. It's That's absolutely nuts. Um, So then Dawson's like... And also, where are Andy and Dawson and Jack staying? I, I mean, I have questions. I really do have questions. Because Dawson asked Jack what he's going to do, and Jack's like, oh, I'm just doing the tourist thing. So, like, we kind of get this idea that, like,
0: they're all they all have their thing and it's not yeah. together yeah, yeah yeah, for the first Which time is, yeah it's kind of an example of what college would be like absolutely yeah.
1: and so and and of course we get a visual representation when they're kind of like hey. okay it's time to go and they all they're go all in four separate, separate directions. Ways. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, so then Ooh. we go to the film festival where Dawson is checking in with, I know, Bianca
0: Lawson, Bianca Lawson, um, it's she- like, is it a teen show if Bianca Lawson does not make an appearance? I mean, no, uh, uh
1: she, if you don't know Bianca Lawson, she is Kendra, the vampire slayer. Um, yeah. I apologize profusely for that, um, accent, but that was her accent kind of yeah. in Buffy. Um, okay. So I have some notes about Bianca Lawson. She is currently she's starring Beyonce's half sister she... or uh, stepsister. She's Beyonce's stepsister. Most importantly, Yes. <laughs> she's <laughs> currently <laughs> starring on the show Queen Sugar. Which, if you have not watched, you should. It's great. Oh yeah. She played a high school student from 1995. Yes, when she was in, in Saved My... by... Safe by the Bell. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, the new class to at least 2014
0: when yeah, she was pretty in Pretty Little Liars
1: uh teen wolf and the vampire diaries was before, <laughs> i think before pretty or after pretty little liars oh really maybe, okay. maybe not I don't, know. I don't know she was also in pretty little liars um so she so bianca lawson played a high school kid for 20 years because she's, she's i mean flawless flawless yeah. flawless also a thing that i learned last night while watching the commentary which i had forgotten entirely is that she is in the julia styles vehicle save the last dance yes um, she pla- I think she plays Kerry Washington's friend in that movie. I think so, yeah. Mm. Um, so if you don't know because you're my mother and you're not watching this, uh, uh, as you listen, Bianca Lawson is a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's w- just to 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 bring it together with my curiosity of who wrote this episode. You know, I, I in my dream world we get the introduction of this black character, yeah. black female character that's going to stay with us for a little bit. Um written by a black woman, right I, I would love that, but i yeah, I cannot yeah. confirm whether or not that's true um
0: so anyway, so he's like checking him in like yeah. name date of birth mm. favorite director date of birth three
1: fourteen eighty three I know pisces, oh okay <laughs> I don't know what that means, but great I'm well, that's like the one of the creative ones, so oh. it kind of checks out, okay, okay, and um. 83, the year we were both born. Yes, yes, Um. So he asked, she then asked Dawson who his favorite director is. (laughs)
0: He's like Steven Spielberg and she just laughs at him. She laughs at him. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it totally checks out. Like, Look, Steven Spielberg is a good director. He's made yeah. some amazing pieces of cinema and, like, we totally get it, you know. But, like, I mean, it's kind of wild that that would that'd be like saying your favorite's James Cameron. Like, I don't know. yes.
1: Okay. So here's the thing, right? Jen and I, earlier this quarantine, watched um, Jurassic Park, uh-huh. which is just a stunningly good movie. Yeah. I mean, so good. We're right in the middle of an Indiana Jones trilogy right. rewatch. We don't. Right. count the fourth one but um but the trilogy mm-hmm. great movies i mean last crusade i mean raiders of the Lost ark is is just an amazing piece of cinema mm-hmm. um so spielberg a, a part of our lives
0: yeah definitely but like um, it's just funny you're like favorite like okay uh, yeah i mean
1: yeah i, I I, I don't know. Directors are not things that I really think about having a favorite of. Do you know what I mean? But like,
0: I don't. Well, I just saw one of my favorite movies last night, um, Sunshine, who's directed by, it's directed by Danny Boyle. Oh, and yeah. I think he's a really good director. Sure. He has like a real interesting concept in the way he uses music. And it's just more of like an an art form than a storyteller, I guess. Yeah. I that's feel kind like... of the way I feel about it. It's Steven Spielberg.
1: Yeah, like I feel like there are directors that I will watch anything they do.
0: Yeah, totally. You know,
1: and like Richard Linklater or Ava DuVernay, or mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of female or not just female, but like directors in general that I'll, I'm like, if they're doing something like Spike Lee, I like I want to see it. Um, but uh, is Spielberg one of those?
0: No, I mean that wouldn't be a selling point for me. No.
1: Yeah. I'm always like, oh, it's a Steven Spielberg. Oh, great. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so N- Nikki
0: feels similarly to similarly. us. You're just like, what? That is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, so interesting. And it's not like she's talking shit on him. It's no, just no. like, your favorite. That's so boring. Yeah, you know?
1: totally. And and she's like, you know, where's and the And it's edge? funny because Nikki
0: is like a film nerd in la like i guess that's why we relate to her because we're like this totally checks out we know these people you know
1: girl we are surrounded by these people yeah (laughs) um so like you know she then she has him take a picture and fill out a form and she's like dawson you didn't fill out a synopsis he's like
0: it was too small not (laughs) enough room oh my gosh i like shut up dawson (laughs) And how could one just put into words what I made and you're yeah. like I mean you kind of need to yeah uh, yes I, I mean listen I, Especially I ha- since he considers himself a writer too like you know I have this
1: problem with authors and I know you and I have been having this discussion of like how to talk about our book um but like I have this co- conversation with authors a lot is like you need to be able to like sum up your book yeah really quickly and like i get that that, like if you haven't done it before it's a little weird right you know and you're like precious about certain things so you want people to make sure they know that like this is part of it and that's part of it Mm -hmm. and i'm like look aaron and i wrote a love letter to dawson's creek yeah (laughs) that is (laughs) what our book is
0: yeah yeah, yeah. you
1: know period the end yeah (laughs) that's all you need to know um and so dawson cannot do this (laughs) no and she he starts describing it to nikki he gets about a a sentence and a half in and she goes okay you ripped off the blair witch project all right next (laughs)
0: it's so funny amazing
1: (laughs) amazing so we cut over to joey who
0: knocks on a dorm room door um um i'm looking for aj miller muller is she here and this fucking extra asshole Asshole. extra
1: nose in one of those old blue eye books yeah um, which i really that would kill wanted. to have yeah, yeah i yeah. mean i wanted it at the time and
0: would still still would love one now and he just is like she's not here and he, joey's like okay i mean like do you know where i could find her and he's like no and, and she's, she's like, like well i mean i'm supposed to room with her over the weekend for like, this like thing and they gave so, me like, this room number and he, and he just is like well yeah i could I told you I couldn't find her because I'm AJ Miller.
1: What a douche nozzle.
0: Fuck you. Gender is a construct, first of all. Also, fuck you. You knew she was working for you. Yeah, you were anticipating. You knew someone staying in your room overnight. It's a piece of shit. I hate this guy. I I hated him then, too. And you were
1: right. And you were right. This guy. Um, And like, you know,
0: she's... She's just like. Also, it just this story doesn't check out. So I mean, Harvard, this like rich school, yeah, didn't make them write their gender. Yeah, like you're having a minor stay. Like already, the liability is pretty intense. Crazy, pretty intense. (laughs) A minor stay in the dorms with someone. Okay, and then you like you know don't check their gender you know or like ask if they prefer to stay with a man or a woman yeah. you know or whatever well and back <laughs> it then it like, would have
1: just been are it, you male or female there wouldn't have been any nuance to
0: it exactly. you know. yeah yeah
1: um and because he says oh you must be potter comma joseph
0: yeah and so the idea that there wasn't enough room for the i and e yeah So so then, okay. That also is racist or something. They're like, "What? Who has a name that short?"
1: Yeah, with you, with you.
0: (laughs) So So, you have a hyphenated (laughs) name. Fuck you.
1: Yeah. So you know, they've there's been a misunderstanding, is what we get. That there's a misunderstanding, and
0: AJ's like, "Oh, our gender ambiguous names must have um, screwed us up." And I'm like, "Your name isn't gender ambiguous. It's initials. It's not a fucking name." Right um like that was like the shitty storytelling i'm not gonna lie i
1: am not i'm with you i'm with you 100%. Just given
0: him like a gender ambiguous name like there's I, I mean, other ones
1: as someone with both an uncle and a cousin named aj like you know i i get it it's well but it, it's just initials,
0: initials.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah like i don't know no, it, it's i know just,
0: like weird storytelling i know those
1: we call my uncle tony yeah who is aj anthony joseph yeah. and my cousin aj his son aj yeah i mean yeah th- th- those are initials
0: yeah <laughs>
1: okay um so
0: and then aj gets all extra He's yeah like, you better not start crying and calling home and he says like i'll give i you- mean uh, why would she call home she would just go over to the whoever organized this yeah. thing and be like there's an asshole that you're trying to tell me to stay with and yeah. i don't want to do that, <laughs> yeah. that if like i stay not- with someone else yeah. this guy's a piece of shit yeah Can you- <laughs> it's not the experience i want. i'm guessing
1: there's one empty dorm room somewhere put me yeah. in that
0: one there has to be someone else and this is also your fault so you need to fix it because right. this bullshit right this guy is an asshole so i'm very scared he's gonna like date rape me or something you know like yeah. <laughs> a sexually assault me so or stay overnight with this guy fuck this fuck you no. know but joey does none of that
1: of course yeah. and is like you know uh, aj is like, like i'll I give you a bed to- if to- you're yeah. really nice and i'll leave the light Ugh. on for you like what a condescending prince
0: and it's so creepy yeah i'll give you the bed if you want yeah and Ooh. joey's like joey's like, like what if- said that to you when you're 16? I'd be like, I'm out of here. No. Yeah. Fuck you. Joey's like hard pass. I want yeah. to spend the weekend with someone who's going to show me what college is like. And, yeah. like, and I'm kind of like, Joey, there's going to be a lot of white assholes in college. Yeah, listen,
1: girl, if you go to an Ivy League school, particularly, you're going to
0: be dealing with a lot of
1: this douche nozzle. Yeah. um, And he's like, oh, you just want someone with ovaries. And like, I know this is where we were at, but like, yeah. just a reminder. Ovaries to you girl men have ovaries sometimes it's okay um and he's like listen joey this is what college is like or he doesn't call her joey he says listen this is what college is like girls and guys living together mostly in harmony and then he says this line oh my god (laughs) did you laugh so hard (laughs) at columbia they even had co-ed bathrooms (laughs) <laughs> girl we had that at uc santa cruz we definitely had co-ed bathrooms at uc santa yep. cruz um and i'm just gonna say you get real fucking used to it
0: yeah i mean it's like i have a brother so it's like <laughs> i shared a bathroom with him you know
1: i mean i it's just like it's weird for like one week that you see it's mostly men weird in that you
0: have to shower like the way our bathroom not all colleges like this but the way our bathroom was mm-hmm. it was four sinks four toilets and four showers. Yeah. So whether or not there's a guy or a girl in there, that the act of having a giant bathroom like that was weird. Yeah like I didn't care who was in there I was like I have to shit next to someone no matter what Not I just shower next to someone else in flip-flops no matter I mean it was a stall I like, guess private obviously yeah, yeah yeah, you're showering and there's like some other flip-flops next to you so,
1: yeah exactly. exactly who cares whether they're girl flip-flops or guy flip-flops this is like horrible and we were on the hall that was like we had a pretty notorious hall for being yeah. ill-behaved and yeah. so you couldn't really do anything on the weekend because the yeah. bathroom was so disgusting puke yeah and like at one point didn't our didn't the cleaning people at one point on strike yeah went on strike i mean good for her i think probably
0: i'm with her there was a substance free hall above us which is hilarious when i tell that people at the time i didn't know (laughs) they're like wait your college had one hall that was substance free yeah (laughs) not the whole thing (laughs) yeah and you're like
1: oh yeah okay Yeah, yeah i would
0: pee up there yeah, but I would go shower up there. It was yeah, nice same. And clean. <laughs> same. It was really
1: clean. Yeah, the, I will say there was one women's only yeah. hall. So, like, if you were a lady and you wanted to not be in a co-ed hallway and not share a bathroom with boys, you could do that. So,
0: yeah. Um, and there were other dorm buildings that were different in different areas of sure. school. Yeah, your totally school was set up, but. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I I
1: did too. I was like, "Oh, Columbia like, has come back." Can you hear bathrooms? how crazy Columbia Ooh.
0: is? Oh my god! In New York, they're so wild. They're so wild <laughs> like, in New York. Oh, man. oh my god! Oh my god!
1: Um, so AJ is like, if you are not up for this, you should be visiting women's colleges instead. And I just want to say that I am really here for anyone who wants to write the story of Joey going to Smith. Um, I know I'll read it. Uh, I am very excited about that <laughs> prospect uh jen should go with her and i think you know where that story would go
0: um so (laughs) and she's like they just are a fucking asshole and she she's like okay fine i'm staying because she's like stubborn to white men that are like clearly predators she's like no i'm gonna prove you wrong and you're like no get out of there get out of there this is danger danger Danger, Danger. robinson
1: she's like because she's like, there's no reason two people opposite sex can't spend the same night together in one room. And like, of course, that's a nice little callback to the fact that she and Dawson have been doing that yeah. for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I already, ha- I'm skilled at dealing with asshole white men, <laughs> like, don't respect me. Totally. Um, and sleeping in the same bed as them. Okay. So here we are. Yeah. And
1: then AJ, like, busts out his, like, weirdo caveman voice. And tells her that he has to write a paper. He's like, me, college boy, have to write paper or something like that. And like, you should go take a walk around campus. And she's like,
0: you're kicking me out? Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, go. And she's like, that's not fair. And he's like, I'm going to stop you right there. You're being immature, which fair point.
1: Uh, but also, Joey, just fucking punch this guy. He
0: just leave. It. Just be like, all right, I'm out of here. And then you just go to the whoever organized this event and pick a new roommate. Yeah this guy he sucks
1: yeah so we cut outside to andy who sees jack sitting on a bench and she's like what are you doing and he's like oh i'm looking at this guidebook for boston and she's like oh you're not going to go off in search of thoreau's butt printed at Walton pond are you and i was like on what planet is jack going to do that
0: <laughs> it, he has real trauma over poems so <laughs> I, I mean
1: earned trauma over yes and jack's like no no and then andy's like oh there's a great art museum and he's like okay cool and she's like okay well i'll see you later and
0: then we see off and we see that he's looking at the pink pages the pink
1: pages and is looking up gay stuff to do and i say to that please jack do the gay stuff
0: yeah and it's kind of this is like how you were saying last episode like you just wish jack had a gay friend yeah to be like no don't look in the pink pages this spot is the cool spot to right,
1: go right right so andy we follow andy who walks into a building that says like welcome freshman and she goes over to this secretary mm-hmm. and she gives her name she's like you know my name is andy mcphee the secretary i will say is working on a gateway computer in case yeah. you forgot that we were in 1999 um the gateway logo is here to remind you um, and she's like, "Well, your appointment is in March, so you've yeah. got a bit of a wait <laughs> since it's December."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Andy just like gets white woman about it, oh, and boy. she's like, "I mean, my dad's an alumni. Is are like, can you just squeeze me in?" Yeah. And the secretary, who's a black woman, is like, "Okay, white bitch." Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, her name is Fran. I want to say the the secretary. And I just want to, like, maybe point out that there are two, like I said, two black women in this episode, and I would love it if two black women talked to each other on this show.
0: Okay. And, I love that they weren't just like performing emotional labor to white people
1: on the show. But... Yeah,
0: I have some bones to pick with the
1: the role both of them play, but I'm with you that like yeah. they're they actually are. And this is my why my question about the uh, the writer of the show because they actually both seem like pretty fully formed characters, mm-hmm. even for just. Um, I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler, but Fran is just in this one episode. Yeah, Fran, the secretary of this university, is just in this yeah. one episode. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess my thing is like, do we have a racial Bechdel test? We should. We should, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, I want to say that Fran is played by Marla Gibbs, who yeah. played Florence Johnston on The Jeffersons for the majority of its run um Fran Marla Gibbs still works. Yeah. Uh constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> seemingly and was recently on uh one of my favorite shows One Day at a Time. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um so Fran is like look, everyone else that's here has an appointment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking squeeze you in just because your dad's an alumni, like alumnus. Alumnus. Yeah. And Andy, I I just wanted to say
1: like this a little bit speaks to my problem with Andy. And I think they're actually, it's not my problem with Andy. It's the writer's problem with Andy in the first part of this season. Like the majority of her stories are kind of just her being an asshole. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of them, uh, there was a story about sexual assault that actually could have been a really interesting story, but no, we didn't go anywhere with that. And now it is seemingly forgotten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> entirely. Yeah, I mean, and also even in this, we'll get into it later, like, just the whole second season build of her, like, mental illness. Like, you know, like, they don't yeah. even address it at all in third season, you know, yeah. or, like, really continue that storytelling. Um, You yeah. know, it's just... It, Andy is just a lot like Dawson. She's just like a person of privilege, you know, and mm-hmm. like she has a hard time really seeing that. I mean, she has more trauma and, and problems than Dawson. So she does have like a better view on on what's going on. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have that much of a view on her privilege. I agree. I agree with you.
1: And I think um, as we get further, and again, in- that's just so 90s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were much less aware of our privilege back then. Yeah. Um. So we go over to the screening. Uh. Dawson's screening, and people and, like, are. Um, the
0: audience is like laughing. They're not, just like not okay. And the it ends, and the lights come on, and everyone just like stands up to leave. And there's the like some sad clapping. <laughs> yeah, just like seen that shit before. Yeah. And The moderator comes up and is like all right we got the director here um if um anyone has any questions then dawson tries to sink into a seat and then moderators like dawson leary do we got a dawson leary (laughs) and like
1: here's my thing it is rough when you publicly display something and people don't like it absolutely I, i mean i have space for dawson there but like honestly this film was supposed to be an assignment for a history class yeah so I don't really know why he has submitted to this film festival, other than they just needed a reason for him to be in Boston.
0: Well, and also the last film he made, he submitted to a film festival and he won, you know. So. Well, no, because the last <laughs> film he made was that one with Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, right, right, right. So,
1: the- so like, when- there's a part of me that's like, why wasn't it that film? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which also could have been derided, because we heard the whole time, basically, a bunch of people it tell was- us how shitty it was. Yeah, yeah. And he I gotta say, he does get up and answer the question and like like that which is brave.
0: I yeah, mean, totally. No, he stands up and it's like hilarious mic feedback even. And like it's all the tropes of like this is horrible. Bad. bad. Yeah.
1: This went badly. Yeah. And Bianca Lawson is in the audience and kind of like cause she's like, you sympathetic, you can tell. Yeah, like she's sympathetic. Yeah, she's sympathetic. And then the and- only person who asks a question <laughs> is this girl in a leather jacket who I'm yeah guessing is being coded as a lesbian yeah, yeah, yeah um because she's like where's that joey chick she's
0: hot she's fucking hot <laughs> <laughs> and dawson's just like Ugh. Yeah. so we cut in like he's walking out and he's mm-hmm. humiliated and mm-hmm. and nikki comes up to him and is like hey that's Dawson, bianca Dawson. lawson's
1: character i just yeah to say. sorry
0: we didn't we didn't she we hasn't said that, that yet. yet but it's her name is nikki and um and he's like, Dawson, are you? She's like, Dawson, are you okay? Yeah. And he's such an asshole.
1: He's a real asshole to her. And she's kind of like, you know,
0: those screens can be so brutal. Like. Yeah, like, she's trying to, like, the thing is, like, I'm saying, Joey is his friend, and but only because they have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And much similar to, and, like, she didn't understand how he was feeling nervous about, like, his, his creative... Project and having to present it to an audience, you know, and she kind of dismisses him at the the top of the episode, and it's very similar to Jack needing a friend that's gay. Dawson needs a friend that's a filmmaker. Absolutely, you know, and that and like as a result of him not having that, and also he just has a hard time with friends. He doesn't even know how to like be excited. Like even with Cliff, he couldn't be like, oh, maybe we could. Like learn from each other. Right. Like this guy's a film nerd. He's just like, "Ah, I'm better than you. You're like, whoa, okay. And like you know, in movies you have to collaborate with other people. Like a lot of them. A lot of them. A lot of people. And like, you know,
1: Dawson's like, you know, I can handle if like these hip this my movie isn't hip enough for these pseudo intellectual art house snobs. And like
0: I don't know, take criticism, Dawson like yeah and it, also no you can't because she's like okay so you're upset <laughs> right, okay right. you obviously can't handle it that they didn't approve of your movie you know and but she, and she kind of gets into it like what were you thinking
1: like yeah she's like in light of the Blair Witch Project, like, what did you think was going to happen here? Yeah. Like, you've just ridden the coattails of this, like, successful cultural phenomenon. Like,
0: yeah, even his class said that. I
1: remember Principal Green was, like, it's a yeah. little bit derivative,
0: you know? Oh, my God. And like, every
1: one of his friends was, like, oh, so you're ripping off the Blair Witch Project. Yeah,
0: you know? And it's, like, yeah. you just have to own what you're doing. You can't be, like, no, I'm doing something else. And you're, like, no, you're doing a, a retake, you know? And it's, yeah. like... um you know, Miss Kennedy was an asshole, but she was like, I mean, you're pretty much just, it's like Derivative. borderline, um, you know, oh, yeah. uh, stealing plagiarism. Yeah. plagiarism, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and Dawson's like, you know, before you eviscerate, eviscerate me in my work any further, why don't you tell me your name? And so that's when we learned that she's, her name is Nikki Green. Yeah. Um, And Nikki really, like, dives in, like, she actually gives him, like, criticism of the movie, like, like, and constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, totally.
1: And she's like, take this Joey character, like, who is she and what does she mean to you? Are you friends, lovers, what nothing was clear and the most troubling thing is that you didn't seem to understand that that was the most interesting part of your story <laughs> and like I can't tell you how many times when I used to edit more books I don't edit as much as I used to I like I had that argument all the time with authors where I was like I don't think you understand what the what the meat of this story really is yeah yeah, yeah. It,
0: totally I like good.
1: I think that sometimes like and that I think that's the problem is like Joey like well, like you were saying Joey's not able to give him that
0: feedback and like Nikki it's obviously it's about her but yes I know what you're saying but yeah, you know yeah. what
1: I mean like yeah, yeah I yeah. mean totally there's I'm not blaming Joey yeah. <laughs> for not being able <laughs> to give him that feedback but like the fact that like Dawson the the fact that like Dawson needs someone who could give him that feedback yeah you know who could say like hey you're not focusing on the right thing here mm-hmm. you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah no totally like a collaborator he struggled to find an actual collaborator you know even when yeah. like Joey would produce and Jen was a good producer too he he doesn't respect them and he kind of does this to Nikki she gives this like insight you know and he's like who are you I yeah. don't listen to women like yeah because because he's
1: like kind of shitty to her and she and she like God, does not so take fucked up she yeah. I mean that one of the reasons I love Nikki Green she does not take one fucking inch of it and is like don't fucking patronize me yeah she's like I'm giving you an honest assessment and he's like well I didn't ask for this note session
0: and like, you're at a film festival hoping for questions like well and she's like she, it's
1: so he thinks that she's just the girl that checks him in and he's like, I didn't ask from this note session from like the likes of you basically is what he said. Yeah. She's and she's like,
0: what a volunteer. Yeah. Fuck and, you.
1: And she's like, what? Like my position invalidates my opinion. And like, she kind of like smacks him on the shoulder in this like, thanks buddy kind of way. Yeah. And is like, and just leaves. I mean,
0: it just comes across so racist.
1: Yeah, like he's totally dismissive of her. I think both racist and sexist. Like he's both yeah. he's dismissive of her. She's he's like obviously woman. you're the
0: help, and I'm from Cape Side, a real racist town. So yeah. like it, I'm confirming in my mind that like you obviously aren't a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker. You're just like a film lecture. Yeah. So I don't really care what you think because I make films. Yeah. That, that's what I took away from it. And it's oh, totally. like, it. It was again it also felt fucked up in 1999 the okay. way he talked to her a hundred percent because we knew who, who, um, Bianca Lawson was We're like, yeah. Oh shit. Like this is she like, had just been on Buffy. Yeah. And like she, we see her in so much, even yeah. in, you know, safe by the bell, like you see her bell. everywhere. Yeah. Like, um, so we're like, Oh shit. Like this character, like, you know, there's a chance like she might be on it for a little bit more, you know? Or, yeah. Like, totally. It would have been like a resonating character for us, you know, mm-hmm. as the viewer. And he just like, Totally lays into her and like, and it it even at the time feels racist. Felt racist.
1: Yeah, and just
0: like fucked so that he's like saying this to her. Yeah. Like, and so like, your, like it's just like your opinion doesn't matter. And it's like, first of all, kind of it's an opinion. So yeah, <laughs> it, 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 that's not true. Like you know, people yeah. are allowed to say their opinion. Like what you take of it, you don't. But you don't just flat out say that to someone
1: yeah and dawson's like you know well so I, my thing is like i feel like dawson's character as a character like really needed this like he needs to yeah. not be the wonderkind. he needs to be knocked down some pegs yeah so like there's a part of me that's like really appreciative of this story and like this storyline that like he kind of does get knocked off this pedestal of like oh i just yeah. i just like all i do is win you know
0: or get praised heaped on me or, yeah, and this is what happened when Miss Kennedy and again, Miss Kennedy kind of went over the top, but still, she like tells she didn't rein in her Hollywood vibe, you know, when mm-hmm. she laid into him about his other movie. And he like was he couldn't even handle it. Yeah, he couldn't even see it as criticism or like take anything away from it. He was just like, That lady's a bitch. I'm gonna write my like, you know, final essay about her. Yeah, <laughs> like, Fuck. okay.
1: Um, so we cut then out to Jack, who is yeah. waiting at a bus stop to take him downtown.
0: Like, it's just like you have to remember this is nineteen ninety-nine. Uh-huh. There's no map on your phone, there's right. no like way to know how to navigate the bus system. There's no
1: Yelp to tell you where you should go in a place. Yeah.
0: So he just like gets on a bus.
1: Right. And as he gets on the bus, there are two guys who are definitely a couple. They're holding hands. Yeah and Jack's like oh like he they they get on the bus before yeah. him and he's kind of like okay okay yeah and he
0: just like can't stop looking at them he gets I on know. the bus
1: and he and can't stand
0: he stands up and like the bus driver's like are you in or are you out yeah <laughs> and Jack like I commend him he takes that step you know like Definitely. symbolically he's like I'm you know I'm out yeah I I'm in he, I mean physically in but yeah. like yeah, figuratively out, or yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Because he's, and then I just think it's like such an experience. Like, because he then sits down and he's like looking at the two guys who are kind yeah. of like, you know, they've got their arms around each other, yeah, and, and he wishes kinda, he could be like that. Well, and I just think that there's such a way in which when you really see like yourself in someone else for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, that like these are two out gay people, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know I mean I don't know that Jack's really seen it particularly since he's been out yeah I know exactly and so and that's just like such a moment that you're like oh my god like look these two people are like in public mm-hmm. showing affection you know they're not being like they're not like making out in the seat or anything like that or but they're just like showing each other affection in a public place and like yeah
0: oh you That's a and also like no one's saying like anything to them like he he talked about his fear in the last episode no one's like they don't get on the bus and no one's like like yells some kind of slur at them or something like that it just is like totally even like this bus driver who's like typically like a Boston chubby white dude you know (laughs) like old dude he does it like that like also typically you would see like that kind of trope. Being homophobic. Yeah, he doesn't say. He just like, come on, I got a route to ride. Like, drive. Like, get yeah. in. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, um, so we go then back to the college where Joey finds Dawson sitting on a bench.
0: Yeah, and she he's asks joking. him how- She's
1: like, "How did the screening go?" And yeah. he's like, "It was a disaster." And she, like, basically does the same thing that Dawson did, which she was like, oh, who cares what those, like, hipper-than-thou film brats know. Yeah. And, like, I I really – I get the sentiment that Joey is, like, coming at. Like, right, I get that you want to be on your friend's side. Right. But, like, also there's this part of me that's, like, looking at Dawson going, like, I want you to really see where
0: this old friendship holds
1: you back. Like, it holds you back, too,
0: Dawson. No, exactly. Like, they're – both not being good friends to each other you right. know like they well it's more like you need a breadth of friends you know absolutely. like there's such benefit to old friends that have known you forever you absolutely know? and then there's benefits to friends that have like you know career ambition in co- common you know humor in common totally. uh you know Just like all your hobbies, you know, that's why you... you, That's why we're always like, you need more friends. What the fuck, you know? Right. And it's like, you need people who,
1: you know, it's like... uh I don't come to you when I'm like, oh, I'm having this frustration in the publishing business.
0: Yeah. Cause you're
1: like, I don't really know what that's about, but you know, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, let I me can talk be sympathetic
0: to, you. to you being frustrated, but like, yeah. I don't know the ins and out of that industry to exactly. like, actually really like help like to empathize, you know, in Ex- a way that would be helpful.
1: Exactly. And same like with me, with you would like interior design. I'm like, I, I am hearing you and I'm with you, but I also don't know anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, so in certain ways, it's like there are times when we're like, OK, I'm on your side and I'm like with you fighting with you fighting the good fight. And then there are people that I go to and I'm sure there are people that you go to that like I'm like, OK, tell me the truth about this. Yeah. You know, like give me give it to me straight. And and so I think that like uh, I I feel like they're not aware enough of like that that's really the problem that they're smashing into over and over again is that they just need other people so that yeah yeah totally one person can't fulfill everything in you you know exactly yeah and and like i think too like there's such a push pull like when it comes to being when it comes to artistic expression like what dawson is talking about like there's such a push pull with like you have to I get that you have to block out all criticism in order to do something, you know, okay. like in order to put yourself out
0: there, put yourself on
1: the line.
0: Oh, well, I don't think you have to block it out, but you have to find a healthy space and boundary for it.
1: Uh, like my thing is like when you, I think when you are actually creating it, you have to block it out. And, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then once it's done, it's like, okay, let then like I need, I do need to hear what's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever like the criticism about it and it's like it's really scary to do that and particularly like what like i said what dawson just did like putting it in front of a bunch of people like that's a scary thing to do and like props to to even doing that
0: but like well it's also like okay he says like i don't care what those like you know nerd film you know snobs think about it and you're like well who do you want like who who is your audience then you know because like so far, the only person who thinks it's an amazing is like your mom and Joey. Right. And like, if that's what your goal is, totally fine. But right. the way you've sold it to us is your goal is to be Spielberg.
1: Right. And so, right. And so it's like, you know, So that's like more
0: of like a mainstream, like, you know,
1: well, and the, listen to the criticism. That's like, hey, here's maybe how your art could be better. Yeah, and and at this point, Dawson tells Joey like maybe they were right, the film nerds. Like so, <laughs> yeah. so it's like he's and, and there's a part of me that like wants to give him space for like, yeah. When you have something like that, I get that like your initial reaction is like fuck all, y'all. Like I hate yeah, this, and then like you're like okay, let
0: me like I can bring you, in the, exactly mm-hmm, once can... your bruised ego kind of you know mellows <laughs> yeah. out. But then he says mm-hmm. one of the wildest privileged thing ever Mm. he's like um maybe i just never stopped to question if i had the talent to back it up
1: yeah what if i don't have what it takes to be a great filmmaker (laughs) i mean i I, i'm like okay (laughs) i have a few things about this
0: Like, on the one hand, like, you don't want people's dreams to be crushed when they're 16. You want them to believe they can be whatever they want to be, you know? Absolutely. And I like, I like that youthful innocence and I don't want to squash it. Like, you know, you want to hold on to that for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's just like, as a woman, Mm. it's hard to see someone say that, you know?
1: I, I mean, yeah, there's never been a time where I haven't completely doubted myself until I finally just threw myself into something.
0: Or you just you haven't seen yourself represented. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like at this time when we're sixteen, could you imagine being like, oh, I want to be governor of California. Never seen a female governor. Yeah. Still haven't. I want to be president. Nope. Never seen that. Yep, you know? Still haven't. Just I like, mean, oh you yeah. want to be CEO of a tech company. Yeah. I, I I mean listen, I I, in
1: that in the Ghostbusters movie with the with um Kate McKinnon and mm-hmm. those ladies, I cried yeah during when Kate McKinnon started fucking beating down ghosts I had a moment where I started crying because I realized I had never seen a woman on screen that wasn't in some like fucking unitard you know like bikini Mm -hmm.
0: beating beating people like yeah like beating the bad guys (sighs) I mean at this point even for Dawson's dream Mm. they're Oh, female director? Right. I mean, how many female directors have won an Oscar? Uh, at that point, none. Exactly. And so
1: I, I want to say, so going off of what you're saying, I would to just point out that they still let Zack Snyder direct all kinds of movies. You you don't have to be a great director in order <laughs> to be a famous director. Um, James Cameron has like five Avatar movies coming up that literally no one asked for. I you know, know, like Dawson, like they let white men be yeah. famous directors and not be that good at it. So like, yeah. actually, you're fine. <laughs> Um, and, like, I wanted to circle back to the thing that you said a little while ago where you were like, Dawson wants to be a famous film director. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just want to be a filmmaker. He wants to be a famous filmmaker. Yeah. And, like, I think that's really the thing, right? Like, being a blockbuster filmmaker is a different skill and a different I, – I think it actually has a lot more to do with your, like, personal networking skills than
0: being someone like agnes well, varda or d reese or yeah well it's more about like your audience like what i was saying like it's like well who's your audience right. he's like i don't care about those like you know snobby right. you know film rap, film people right and like you know and so it's like who are you making this for right you know absolutely because like gina
1: prince blythewood who did um love and Basketball. You know, which is, I mean, if you haven't watched it, go watch it right now. Um, Like, those are people that are, like, artistic. Like, they are for the, like, art movie crowd. Yeah. They are for, you know, crowds of people who, those are very talented directors, Dee Reese, Agnes Varda. And then there's, like, these directors that, like, straddle both somehow right and I I kind of feel like that's what Dawson's going for is the straddling so like a Catherine Bigelow or like a Ryan Coogler or an Ava DuVernay where like they can do the big movies and then they also can't so so it's like I agree with you where I'm going like those are the directors I mean obviously Catherine Bigelow was a director at the time but like the other Mm -hmm. two Ryan Coogler and Ava Ava DuVernay weren't yet but like it's like those that's what you're going for you're going for the people who can do point break mm-hmm. and can also do the hurt locker which yeah, i know was yeah. not out yet but like you know th- that's what you're going for that people that can do a little bit of both um and i think that he's just like he is just not aware of that like i think that he's been so singularly focused on the spielberg of it all that he seems not aware
0: of like Well, it's so interesting the way I've always felt about him. And even when we were kids, Mm -hmm. like the film nerds, like the quote film nerds you knew growing up, we knew growing up. They were the ones that were like watching these wild ass shit that you had to let, you know what I mean? That you had to like go to like the library to get. You didn't get them at the film. You know, you didn't rent them out on VHS at your local, you know, video store. Because like. They're just like more like obscure and like or like, oh I gotta watch this like crazy, like, you know, Jackie Chan, you know, Samo, like Meals on Wheels, like, you know, like that we have to go cruise to like San Gabriel Valley to like a special like Chinese HK only video store, you know. Yeah. And of course it's like different because I grew up in a huge suburb area. metropolis you yeah. know me- metropolitan area where there's like we could I could go to L- little India and get like crazy Bollywood yeah, you yeah, know yeah. or like I Mirror could Nero go to San Gabriel Valley and, and get like you know a wildly obscure Chinese movies right, and right. Japanese movies but like and also you would watch weird ass shit in the middle of the night on TV too, you know? Yeah. And we never get that vibe from Dawson, which is probably why I was always like, this guy's not like a filmmaker. I just like, I just have, I know people that are different than this, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think like for, for me, like, you know, growing up in a small town that maybe like, wasn't as exposed to like really obscure stuff and like, Obviously, I've been in L.A. for 15 years now. But it's
0: it was like a college town that had, like, a lot of rep cinema. Oh, sure, sure, sure.
1: But, like, what I'm saying is that, like, you know, the it was like the Quentin, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino. If you were a filmmaker, if you were, like, an edgy filmmaker, you would have been all over Quentin Tarantino. Right. You know, that's, like, who you would have been going after. Yeah. Not a Steven Spielberg. And, and you know, I have my issues with Quentin Tarantino, but, like... Um, at that point you know it was like reservoir dogs and pulp fiction maybe jackie brown and like he had written the screenplays to natural born killers and true romance i mean that that's a fucking body of work
0: you know what yeah. i mean like we can talk about the later movies but like that's i mean yeah like i'm just i like we're just I, like i was like this feel like whatever you're like what about paul verhoeven what about the deeper cuts like yeah. dawson seems more like someone who'd be like okay hello total recall yeah. Showgirls, you know well, starship P. troopers yeah pt <laughs> yeah.
1: anderson like yeah like there were i mean this is like dawson is wanting to be a filmmaker in the heyday of miramax and yeah. and i mean I mean, that's run by Bob and Harvey Weinstein. And, and so thus you probably can guess what we feel about that. But at the time, I mean, that's just that's the juggernaut of independent cinema. And so why isn't. Why is it Spielberg? And like, what does that mean about Dawson that that it is Spielberg? I think that's a really, I think that's a question I come back to time and time again. And I know, I know. you do too. Is it well, so, I think
0: would think about it even when I was a kid. I was like, it just means he's boring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. and and like so so joey gives him this little pep talk and is like you know i was there when you decided you wanted to be a filmmaker and i've had like the privilege of watching you take this dream and make it a reality and she tells him she's really proud of him and so i think like going back to our conversation about like friendship like that's the friend joey is and like dawson definitely needs that friend
0: he doesn't need that at this
1: moment. He doesn't need that at this moment, but he needs that friend. And I think what he fails to
0: recognize is that he needs other friends that are there for other things. I completely agree. Because I was just like, this is like, she just shows her history. And she's like, you make films. So you're a filmmaker. Right. You know, and he's kind of there being like, what if I'm not a good filmmaker? Right. You know, and that's just because she was there when he decided he wanted to be a filmmaker that's doesn't really like it's gaslighting him in a way you know it doesn't really answer the question as to like whether or not he's a good filmmaker like how he should overcome that or like what he should be feeling about you know his talent it's just like well you've always wanted to be a filmmaker so you're a filmmaker and that functionally is true but that's not what he's talking about he's saying like what if i'm not good right
1: and so then we cut over to fran yeah um, walking into her office she's back like from lunch
0: shook, like oh you're here and it's andy
1: <laughs> just hanging out in the office like a creep yeah telling her the janitor let her in
0: okay i just like this doesn't <sighs> check out either like this would be like if we're thinking this is harvard there's like hella people even mm-hmm. creepier than andy like trying to break in sure, you know sure. so like this is like this wouldn't this doesn't check out
1: no and fran's and
0: she brings fran dessert she brings you her figure, like pie dessert and, and you're wing. like and then Fran also says this wild thing in like my 40 years of a secretary. I've <laughs> never seen anything this wild. I'm like, that is not true. That's not true. Not definitely. true. It's definitely not.
1: No. And so, you know, Andy's like, well, I just thought if like the Dean got back early and I'm like, okay, so, so let me get this straight about Andy's plan for this weekend. Right. Dawson's got his screening. Yeah. Joey's got this tour. Jack, We now know, yeah. yeah. We now know, has like maybe not told anyone, but he's like checking out the gay scene. But Andy's whole plan is just to wait in this dean's office,
0: sneak her way in to use her privilege. I mean, what
1: is the story?
0: I don't know. And why
1: is Andy the one that's constantly stuck with these stories? I don't know. It
0: sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, then the secretary tells this really dark story. Okay. She's like, I've got seven kids. Yeah. You know how many uh, how many of them went to this university? Um, and then, you know, Andy's like, Okay, well, so you're saying this university kinda sucks and she's like, No, no no. Two are doctors, one's an investment baker, all the girls are married. Yeah. <laughs> I had
1: that note too. <laughs> and she says one plays in a jazz band horn in a jazz band downtown and who does she think is happiest okay all the girls are mar- okay all the girls are married so we don't know if they went to college which is actually the point of this story yes um they're just married they're wives nothing else matters mm-hmm. okay what the fuck yeah and Fran's like, you know, none of my kids went here. They're all fine. And Andy's like, so you think that I shouldn't go here, or you think I won't get in? And Fran's like, I I have no idea. I don't know who gets in. I don't. I stopped worrying
0: about that. Yeah, like you know.
1: And she's like, so my point is that whether or not you attend this university will have little or nothing to do with the person you turn out to be or whether you find fulfillment, which is both true and great advice.
0: I know. It's such good advice. And in this moment, I'm like, where's Andy's therapist? <laughs> I mean, whoo, hoo whoo. She just need Like, she's like this you know woman is performing labor for andy which yeah. like her rich-ass dad should be paying like good a his hard-earned money, money to like you know maybe not hard-earned but his yeah. money <laughs> his to money. help her out you know yeah so then we
1: go to this classroom where joey is like sitting and a- she's sitting in on a class and aj walks in the door and he's like great <laughs> and he's like oh freshman english like this is a good one to visit and and she like offers a fucking olive branch and it's like oh do you want to do you want to sit down and he's like oh i can't um the professor's not coming which happens a lot and then some poor undergraduate ta has to come rally the troops and like here's i have a few things So like this rich
0: ass (laughs) school is like yeah we're just gonna you're gonna sign up for a class and it's gonna be taught by like an undergrad i mean I had the same note. Mine was in all caps,
1: but yes. I'm with you. Um, and it's like, can you An imagine undergrad. paying for Harvard and a fucking junior is teaching <laughs> your freshman English class? No, the the lecture, too. Like,
0: you know, like, oh, my god, out of here. Do not pay for that shit. That doesn't make any sense. Like, wh- how is he in a position to teach or know right. what he's talking about? No, he's not and we're supposed to be like oh AJ he's so accomplished i'm like no this is faulty education this is some bullshit y'all so
1: we see that you know so yeah AJ's like going to teach the class and yeah. like he goes also- and he like sits
0: on the table and he's like all right i'm i'm so accomplished i'm right. fucking 19 and i like ugh. hate this guy i do
1: too but joey is wearing a great brown sweater that i really love i just want (laughs) to say that um and so he's like oh so i know that there are like a lot of high school kids in here today so like let's like kind of take a little detour on our great books discussion and ask them what books they consider great and of course he immediately is like you over there in the brown in the
0: great brown sweater that's super cool he's Um, like acting like he doesn't know who she is It's uh, so fucked up you know And he's like, she's like, oh, me? What's my favorite book? Which, like, admittedly is not his question. Right. And he doesn't stop her. But she's like, yeah, well, my favorite book is Little Woman. Love that book. And AJ just, like, rails on her. A
1: dick. He's such a dick. He says he hasn't read it since he was 10. I haven't
0: read it since I was, like, (laughs) 10 He's like, well, she didn't say that. I, like. I
1: agreed. He's like, it's a less successful version of Jane Eyre. Something about a girl with a boy's name, which is such a pointed dagger yeah. at her. And Joey's like, yeah, the girl's name is Joe.
0: Yeah. Um. She explains like kind of her take on little women. Like, you know, they have a father who's not a provider and he's barely around. But like, you know, they like the sisters like have like a lot of love in their life, yeah. you know, and they're rich in other ways besides monetarily. And then AJ's right. like, Oh yeah. And there's even a boy next door. And, I and was you're like, just like, Oh my God. this Okay. okay. For. Yeah. yeah. And then AJ's like, so what do we think? Do we think, um, little women should be in Canon? West- <laughs>
1: okay. Fuck you. Do you know that I have a hundred pages of notes about this? Um, because of course I do have a degree in English. literature. <laughs> Uh, and have been in this class or something like it many times yeah okay so here's here's the thing the book is literary canon I know whether or not you want it to be I know it's literary canon there are still be movies being made of it literally last year one was made a great one by the way definitely parents still read it to their kids my mother read it to me yes Um, it's here. Like Little
0: Women is here to stay. And you can have your fucking opinion on it, but this guy being like, is it canon? It actually is. So why are you taking this class again? Right, exactly. And I'm
1: like also uh, if we're going to break down the definition of canon it's not a canon it's not a book that like resides in normally in a classroom setting like you're not like breaking it down in your English class like your fucking mom reads it to you and it's in the the cultural canon it is not in the like academic canon and then some girl is like it can't be it shouldn't be in the canon because it's
0: anti-feminist in spirit but I like want to say I don't think so at <sighs> all, because like she's Louisa May Alcott wrote it to support her whole family. OK, OK,
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're going to get to that point in one second. Let me say that the fucking Great Gatsby is also anti-feminist. And that's in the goddamn <laughs> canon as well. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, who, uh, with the exception of one book, could not write a woman to save his goddamn life. Right. And that is in the canon, Um, you know. Canon has I mean I think there are problems with the canon mm-hmm. but like it has nothing to do with like the anti-feminism and this other girl like comes in and is like yeah like you know the Joe like is an artistic genius but gives up her dreams and gets married and starts popping out babies and I'm like so this is where the discussion should go to what are the like socio historical
0: climate around this is one of my problems in college always is they're like it's so stupid that in like the eighteen hundreds this is what happened. Like that's so anti feminist and you're like, um I mean like you (laughs) actually have to talk about the history of this. Right. The historical context of this. Like is that like fucks through our gaze? Fuck yeah but like is that actually like like what that's the way she could she can have owned property without being married right 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 exactly
1: and like i mean i think that there are like look i don't think we should only read huck finn no but i think huck finn can be part of the canon it's just read the other stuff that was around it read the stuff you know it's like you you have to put this into historical context huck finn is horrendously racist but it's horrendously racist because the time period was horrendously yeah, racist, yeah, yeah. and like, let's really dig into what that means and what that looked like. I mean, uh, so okay, so someone else says, and here we go to Aaron's point. She was a minor writer. Most of what she wrote, she wrote purely for money. Okay, I just want to say, like, I don't care what the, it's a dude that says it. We don't see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see him. She's probably perceived as a minor writer because she's a woman. I mean, just to say that. And then like, but if you look at how much impact the book of Little Women has had on the world, she's clearly not a minor writer. No. She tells specifically stories about women. Yes. And she tells stories that women still tell to other women to this day. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that just last year Greta Gerwig directed a great version of this movie of Little Women
0: and I mean, like, just the representation scene of a woman writing woman characters in that era. Yeah. Like that is so necessary. And also at, to the women of that area era would have meant so much to them. You Absolutely. Know? And like, so it's just like, OK. And also, again, during this period, women couldn't vote. Women couldn't own property. Yeah. Like what? They barely could hold a job. Yeah. So like, you know, it's sh- like, sh- how is she? supposed to get money
1: she's writing so he's like you know she only wrote for money okay fucking bitch let this (laughs) when i'm saying that about the dude um do you think f scott fitzgerald didn't write for money i know like the guy literally went to hollywood because nobody makes any goddamn money in books and hated every second of it but went for the money like I I fucking miss me with this shit about artists being somehow divorced from capitalism. Yeah. We all have to be in it. It's like, you know, I get it that in some like, I get it that in some utopian version of the world, you would be able to write whatever you wanted to write and just like survive and not have to worry about a market. But
0: like, we're not there. No, and these assholes like in this class aren't advocating for that. This isn't like, yeah. you know, like, okay. Yeah, they're just mad at
1: Louisa May Alcott for God knows what fucking reason. Yeah. So there's, yeah, whatever. So That's AJ, a I'm sorry. Shit. I'm so sorry <laughs> that you just had to listen to my dissertation about little women. But, um, and then AJ I held this back. Thing. I am going to say I held back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for AJ's it. AJ's like, I mean, <laughs> A book isn't great just because we identify with the hero or heroine.
1: Listen, fuck this
0: elitist bullshit. Fuck this shit. Oh, excuse me, white dude. You're going to tell yeah. people what makes something great. Yeah, yeah. Look
1: at, and, and this is the thing. I think this is one of the things that I, I really bristled at in getting a degree in English literature is like, I, I, there's a way in which, of course, this is a great representation. Because this happens definitely in those classes. Yeah. Um, and we
0: criminalize, you know, Black people from being able to read. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, no, 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 we're going to tell you what are good stories, even though we're not going to allow you to write stories about yourself. <sighs> right. Or like your own stories, right. you know, or have your own type of storytelling. Right. And then we're going to determine what's canon, what's good and what's not. Right
1: right and and like i get that that's been changing over the past like 25 30 years but like not nearly fast enough but also like read what you want y'all like identify with what you want the only book i'm ever going to judge you for liking is um iron rand so (laughs) you know everything else just like go for it have at it if you tell me you like iron rand i really will judge the shit out of you yeah but other than that other than that read whatever you want read what makes you happy man don't let fucking shitheads like this, you know, it, it, this is what makes me really angry. Don't let fucking shitheads like this navigate like what's ok to like
0: I mean, it just circles back to what we talked about a few episodes. where like, are we supposed to take Dawson's Creek seriously? Like probably not. But like, why can't you right? exactly. why can't we, why can't we just critically and anau- you know, analyze like this 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 story, these storytellings, you know, like what? because this white dude's like, it's not canon. ew yeah no exactly and fuck that shit like
1: yeah. why can't you why can't you dig into what dawson's creek really means i think i mean we're having a great time doing that and i think we're getting a lot out of doing that and yeah so who cares if who cares if the like old studio executives thought that this was just some shitty little teen show
0: Yeah. And Um, who cares if the colonialists at this elite school are like, (laughs) we can't consider that book. It's fucking trite. And like she wrote it for money. Right, right also this has been a preview
1: of season six where i will dig deep into yeah, the literary exactly. canon mm. um so after the class like aj catches up with joey who is like rightfully pissed about what yeah he did that on purpose oh 100 percent. and he's like okay i admit i was a little harsh and she just says i concur like totally
0: like yeah you like know. if you want to be a lead about this like i, I can concurter. curry a piece of shit like yeah.
1: yeah everything's copacetic you fucking asshole yeah and S-
0: she's like look i wanted to come for this weekend mm-hmm. to have like an experience like to see what college was like you know and to like kind of like share ideas and have a good time i wasn't here for the mean bitter like jaded part like you know yeah, yeah. and, and l- she's like shook and it's she- like But
1: also, like, she stands up for herself. And, like, we so rarely see Joey really stand up for herself in that way. And I, like, love that part, right? Yeah. And he's – and Joey kind of tells him, you know, you spend so much time staring at your
0: iBook that you forgot this, like, really cool, exciting part existed. And and like, if you wanted to come and pay however much money to be at this elite school to sit around and talk shit on everything, like, what's the point of that? Right. Like, what are you learning just to, like, talk shit on things? Apparently not to like share experiences and ideas or whatever. Like it's like, fuck off. (laughs) And he's like, okay, can we start over? And like, why is she always giving, it's like, this speaks to, I think this is why I don't, I have a lot of problems with Joey and it just speaks to how we're so different, you know, in our upbringing and our experience. But she gives people, she gives men too many chances. I mean,
1: and I'm with you, and I, you know, as I've said, I'm someone that relates deeply to Joey, but like, and this, definitely in this part, I was like you should walk the fuck away and never like no this
0: guy's a this guy's a predator he's dangerous well like, he's you just know. been an asshole the whole time yeah that's what i mean it's like so if he if his goals are always to like undermine you to be an asshole to you like again i've said it before if someone doesn't respect your boundaries with your diary how are they going to respect your sexual boundaries so right. again if this guy doesn't respect your opinion on things how is he going to respect your opinion on your boundaries with sex right nope, you're dead to me i'm out of here
1: so we we then cut over to dawson who's at a different film screening that is being received very well
0: well. yeah the audience is shook there's like an energy of like holy Holy shit shit. what are we watching yeah and
1: and it ends and it turns out that nikki was the filmmaker and
0: she gets a standing ovation yeah and dawson just like cannot believe a that, girl like it's a filmmaker
1: well in that like he was he like he kind of like has this like oh I was a dick to this girl and like I didn't realize she was a filmmaker and you're kind of like yeah Dawson maybe don't be a dick to anyone what did you think
0: she was why would she volunteer at that film festival right if she wasn't like a film lover filmmaker what so
1: w- we cut outside and he finds her at the vending machine
0: yeah and she's like trying to get some candy <laughs> some like, m I need some sugar after that like real stressful moment. Yeah. And Dawson was like, what? That wasn't stressful. That was a love fest. Everyone loved it. And it's like, that can be stressful too. And also just like the moment, like, her, it, like the same presenting her movie would mm-hmm. be really scary and nerve wracking Putting your work out there putting your work out there to a new audience like you don't know how they're going to receive it you know exactly. even if you're proud of it and other screenings have gone over well you don't know how this audience is going to take it you know totally and and he tells her not to be falsely modest which is like fuck. she's not that. even being modest she's being honest yeah exactly it's, it's just like again i complain about this all the time <sighs> he doesn't understand the female experience no not at all
1: not at all and because she says like you know hey 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 now if it had been the other way around i would have really enjoyed your success yeah and then dawson's like so you, what you're not only a better filmmaker you're also a better person than me and i'm like yeah i mean yeah <laughs> yeah pretty spot on assessment yeah.
0: and she's like okay be honest with me give me your honest opinion like yeah. I want to hear it like I love collaborators <laughs> she's like I want to
1: hear your constructive criticism and Dawson's like very robotic and is like you know well it was technically accomplished
0: just like fuck
1: you yeah. and she's like, like you know that sounds really like sugarcoating like you're you're sugarcoating something you want to yeah. say
0: and it's like you realize in this moment like Joey she told AJ like I wanted to come here and like talk about books or like hear people like say these really insane smart things and like feel like I'm always a smart girl I wanted to feel my tribe you know I wanted yeah, to yeah. meet people yeah. and you kind of had initially thought that's what Dawson wanted he's gonna go to this film festival he's gonna network with other filmmakers meet other people like him mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and like that's not what he wanted he was there he thought he was gonna get like praise and adoration on him and yeah. when someone opens the door to be like, hey, we're here to collaborate, to make our tribe. He's like, mm. no, that's not what I'm looking for. No, that's for. not what for me, you know.
1: Right. Because he kind of throws back what she said to him about his movie, that it's deriv- derivative and unclear. Like, he kind of throws that back
0: at her. Yeah. And I'm
1: kind of like, Dawson, like, this is about Nikki right now. It is not about you. Yeah.
0: And, and she does like let him and she's like, OK, maybe I was a little bit harsh, like, you know, like, OK, yeah. like and like, again, like, I don't know necessarily that she was, but I can understand like being like, oh, shit, like I didn't I don't know you well enough. Yeah. Like, that's the way I talked to my other film friends. Yeah. So like, I didn't know that you don't take criticism. So like, I, I I'm sorry right. about that. Like, right. I thought that that's what we're here for, to like share honest opinions. But like, that's not what you wanted, you know?
1: Right, and he, then he's like, well, why didn't you tell me you were entered into the film festival? And she's like, because I, that's, like, not really my jam. Like, like I'm not
0: one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and And also like why did she why did he she have to i don't understand why that's such a sticking point to him i know well like and it's it's almost
1: like he he knows that he fucked up by not taking her seriously now that he knows that she has a film in the film festival and so he's like well why didn't you tell me that so i like didn't act like an asshole and it's like you could just Uh, not like act like an asshole
0: yeah (laughs) no
1: matter who she is
0: Because like whether a filmmaker likes your movie or a film lover likes your movie as a filmmaker, you want them both to. Right. You want your audience to like it. Yeah. And you want your peers to like it. Absolutely. And And the, the opinions don't necessarily matter more than one or the other you know
1: totally totally and like my thing is like nikki i wish nikki just walked away right now i wish nikki walked away right now to a show with better people on it that i would have watched the hell out of um but she does not instead he tells her that like she really knocked him dead so congratulations and then he walks away he's kind of a dick yeah yeah
0: so we go over to Andy again. Mm. It's like what you're saying because this episode, it's all about like kid them finding their tribe, and she just like finds an old lady secretary, which is amazing woman. But like right. you kind of wish that she had been able to meet other people like her.
1: Absolutely, I I think that's a great I think that's a great note um, and a great point because like she and Fran are having coffee. And she's like, you know, I'm going to write about my mom for my application and essay. And, like, Fran's like, yeah, like, you should. It, Amazing. It might help and, you.
0: Andy tells this, like, really dark story mm-hmm. about the first time she saw when her mom was, like, having had, a breakdown. and lost it, yeah. And she's
1: like, you know, I found her sitting in this, like, in the water in a creek. And, like, I she didn't know where to go or what to do. She'll never forget that image. And, like, so just wanted to say from my own personal experience, Trauma. like, I have watched my mother struggle with her mental health um, like I really get that there are things about when my mom was like in really the depths of her depression and like and had a psychotic break like there are things that I won't ever forget um, yeah. and and like I think that's really honest and I I like that this it was acknowledged you know yeah. that, like Andy's been through this hard thing and like and like that stuff stays with you, and it doesn't. Yeah, like it she's doesn't really. Seen ruin... a lot of
0: things, and like they were her mom, and like yeah, ooh,
1: yeah. And it doesn't ruin you, and it doesn't wreck everything for you. But it just like it stays with you, and it's like something that's there, and it's something that you have experienced, and that like really, you know, it affects you. Um, and so like, I feel like there are these moments, like this moment, where they they really find and. Andy's character for a second
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and it's like why is this only here for just this second like you it's like you've you've come to this like kind of interesting spot with Andy and yet you can't like stay there you can't stay in that interesting moment yeah because Fran then like lays this dose of truth on Andy she says number one yeah so let me give you advice yeah Always wear sensible shoes. If your feet are killing you, you can't think straight. Good advice. Solid, solid That's advice. Really solid. And number two, let yourself off the hook f- over th- for things over which you have no control.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is also great advice. And, I mean, and advice, f- yeah. France is like, you know, just because your mother couldn't ca- get past your brother's death doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up because you did. Yeah. And
0: and it's like it's like again like you're saying like they. why does it have to be this like one-off lady why couldn't this be her therapist well yeah because like i wanted to say about the character of fran like so
1: marla gibbs is a great actress you know um and she's great at this character and like this character is not a trait it's not trite she's just she's not some like one dimensional person that's just there to be a foil for andy in this episode like she's a full three-dimensional character. We really seem to get a sense of her. Yeah. Right? But this is a wise black woman imparting wisdom onto a young white woman. I know. And so, so there's this,
0: there's this like sort of battle within for free. Like, it's not like, like a, if it was her therapist, it would, it would be more like yeah. earned or, you know, whatever. But yeah. like,
1: and, And so that's why I'm really curious about the writer of this episode, because like there's a part of me that's like, was the writer of this episode a black woman who was pushing the boundaries of like how to tell this story within the framework she was given for this episode? Mm -hmm. Or was it something else? Was it, you know, something more what we normally see, which is like white people writing black people as The wise sidekick that gets, you know, pushed aside Mm -hmm. when they've given their wisdom. And that's quite enough. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, I, so it's like, you know, we talk about how this show pushed things forward. And I think that there are certain ways in which it did and certain things, ways in which I think it didn't. Right. And, and this is kind of like, it's kind of in this nebulous middle where I'm like, maybe it did, but maybe it didn't.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) It's hard to tell. I know. So it's
0: interesting.
1: I mean, I think it's, I love the character of Fran. And I think, like, God, yeah. for someone who's on the screen for like maybe five minutes total or, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. She gets a mention in our book. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does get a, maybe more than one. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, she, you know, there's a great, she's great. And mm-hmm. so I don't want to. I don't want to like deny her that greatness, but also, you know, in a, in an episode of Dawson's Creek, which is such a white show when we have two black women, mm-hmm. I, I can't help, but notice like, okay, but this is the, the place in which particularly the older black woman has to be. Right. You know, right. and I'll talk more about Nikki in a little bit, but for now.
0: <sighs> so then we go to a really dangerous scene and AJ and Joey are walking through a hall. It's hella dark, and hella creepy. It's a beautiful and room, though. <laughs> he's taking her somewhere, and uh-huh. she is following him. Mm. This asshole. Yeah, he's. See, she didn't learn. She almost went to a secondary location with a photographer dude, and Jack was like, "No, no, no, no what no, the no. fuck." And she's doing this again. This guy's a fucking assholder. He's been nothing but mean to her since the moment she met him. Yeah. And she's going into a dark room with him. Yeah. Yeah. They're in this like
1: wood paneled, like stained glass windowed, big room. It looks very
0: library like. And then he opens this door.
1: um, Yes. That he has a key To take her
0: into a door that has a key that, you know, like that could be locked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dark. No one's around. No one's seen them totally
1: totally i mean I fair you make a, a very fair point um but where he takes her is into a rare book and manuscript library yeah and he
0: he pulls down a book <laughs> without with gloves no gloves on no gloves and there's like no guard there. He just has no. a key to this room. Yeah. She's God like, are why. we supposed to be in here? And I was like, yeah, good point. Yeah, Joey, that's a good question. Who
1: is this guy? And he's like, but he kind of like brushes off. He's like, what? You think the like library police are going to come get you? And I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I do.
0: I do. If Herbert has a
1: Gutenberg Bible. Yeah, if it's like, worth a, of millions of dollars. I was gonna like, say, if there's a Gutenberg Bible in here, I'm guessing you could be in big fucking shit if you fuck it up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's yeah. a rare
0: book library. Uh, like the, yeah. you can't. What?
1: Yeah. So he tells her, he takes down this like book and he without gloves, yet again, I'll mention.
0: And he it's Little Women. It it's um yeah. and he, he opens it up and it's a little woman, and she's like, Oh my god. And he's like, No, no, no. The thing is, like Little Women was actually published in two volumes, and this is the first volume, and it's actually Louisa May Alcott's own copy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and then Joey just opens it again without gloves. Yeah, on. no gloves. Mm. And she reads to him from the book. She reads the part where Joe and Lori meet at the party. Yeah. And she tells AJ that it was her mom's favorite book and that she used to read it to Joey. And it's why
0: she's named Josephine. Yeah. And it's like they're like reading it and he's reading aloud with her too. And mm-hmm. we're like the way the music is, we're supposed to be like, oh, this is so cute. I'm not like that
1: fuck this guy yeah and like AJ kind of picks up that she's talking about her mom in the past tense and Joey says like she used to read it to you and he's she's like yeah she passed away
0: and like so and this is why like don't be an asshole for judging
1: people absolutely and Joey says like you know that's why I read it and reread it like because when I do my it feels like my mom's with her or with me and it's like (laughs) that's devastating
0: yeah that's the thing with art and like you have so many connections and so many things you know and like it's just like I don't know why we can't just own what our favorites are, you absolutely. know. Like it's just like if that's your favorite book, it's your fucking favorite book. Like you know, if that's your favorite uh, movie, like I just like, I mean, like you know, I worked in repertory theater for a long time, and I was like, yeah, my favorite movies is The Goonies, and I will own that. Like you know, uh, my favorite like, movie is Clueless, I own it. Yeah, completely. it's just like I, you know, and like I have had so many conversations with white dudes being like, oh, blah blah blah, and I'm like, I didn't like it. Just is for me, my experience. My I have a lot of favorite movies, or I have like you know several. but this is the one that like it just is the first movie I remember I watch it all the time like it just just, like has nostalgia and like to me the way I define favorite is that Yeah, is that you know yeah
1: you might define favorite as the 400 blows and like more power to you, but like, yeah, like fine. what the
0: word favorite means to you is different, whether it means nostalgia and like, you know, yeah. a memory of your childhood or not. Like, totally. You know?
1: and let me amend what I said. If your mom read you Ayn Rand, I'm so sorry. And you yeah, know, I'll give that one to you.
0: Yeah. I'll
1: <laughs> give it to you. Um,
0: just don't, just
1: don't use it to pass legislation Ooh. that uh yeah. is fucking
0: stupid um so funny because so, my brothers always wanted to be I an architect know. and when we graduated from high school he received the fountainhead for four different people <laughs> <laughs> Which tells you a lot about my parents yeah Mm, yeah (laughs)
1: thanks thanks, everyone um so joey then asks aj what his favorite book is and she suggests it's a tome by herodotus and i just want to say that joke feels really dated because i feel like now the joke would be infinite jest by david foster wallace (laughs) and i want to just admit here yeah finally <laughs> finally that um my roller derby name was infinite pest um uh, hence my twitter handle which you guys might know is pesty 1079 that's my that was my roller derby name and number um but i feel like now david foster wallace is like how we how we like
0: yeah, weed judge. out the douchebags yeah
1: <laughs> particularly infinite just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your favorite book is considered the Lobster, different story. <laughs> so AJ tells her then that his favorite book is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. And Joey's like, "Well, that sounds rather infantile." And he's like, "Yeah, but like, like all the best things in life, it's simple, sweet, and magical."
0: Yeah. I mean, <sighs> See, this is the thing: is like, well, then why are we such an asshole? Right. Right. If he totally understood where she was coming from?
1: I think he was just being an asshole to be an asshole. No,
0: I completely agree. Yeah. I also just
1: want to say um AJ is played by Robin Dunn, who mm-hmm. works a ton and like seems to be in a really ton of holiday movies. Like he's in an obscene amount of Christmas and New Year's movies um on like Hallmark channel or whatever lifetime. Um and most importantly, he was the lead in Cruel Intentions too. <sighs> so
0: incredible there you are
1: um so then we cut to jack who walks into a gay club that is yeah. fucking hopping and look jack <laughs> got on a bus in the middle of the daylight and- i know
0: and he goes to a nightclub where <laughs> there's like but there's also like uh dudes in like eyes odds you know yeah it's a very it's it's not a gay club that i've
1: ever seen before no. um it's very no. odd and look i want to say going to a gay bar for the first time as a newly out gay person, I get it. That is an
0: experience. Um Yeah, and you're like, it's cool because Joey's finding trying to find her tribe and that's what Jack's doing, you right, know. Right,
1: right. And so Jack, like, but he's very nervous. And I, I super get that nervous,
0: too. of course, of course, you know, and he just is like looking around like, okay, okay. And he just like, he walks up to the bar. And yeah, like, does he have a fake ID? How is this working? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, go with it. Go with it. And, and then this guy creep comes up to him. Okay,
1: wait. So I was wondering, I, I was like, getting a little bit of creepy vibes then. But then was also like, I don't know, this guy is just hitting on the guy he thinks is cute.
0: Well, okay, let's he, get into it. Tell tell us, tell us what he like does. At first, he comes up, and you're like, Okay, fine, whatever. It's yeah. just like a guy, like, like, you're like, like, Oh, you're cute. I'm, can I buy like, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, initial reaction, you're like, Okay, whatever. Just yeah. a dude. And he's like, Oh, you look like you couldn't handle more than a beer. let make that too. And he orders him a beer, which is like, yeah. you know, that's what happens at bars, you sure. know. And Jack, but Jack is really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so then. This is the guy becomes creepy, you know. And he's like, "I take it back. You're not cute. Like, you know, you're whatever. Um, like, I'm just here. And like, you know, like, why don't we go to a second dairy location and just like talk?
1: Yeah, like that part is definitely like a little creepy. Like, I couldn't tell if the guy was tr- just trying to be nice. Like, kind of got that like Jack was new to this and was well, like, just oh, okay, I've come on too voice-
0: strong the actor's choice is uh, a creep yeah I, I hear you like
1: I, I couldn't I was kind of like going back and forth on how I felt about it because I was like okay wait is it just that he's like coming on too
0: strong you know or
1: is it that he's actually like being a yeah it's a just like creep? you know
0: as, it's just not earned after two sentences to be like hey why don't we go somewhere more quiet like no, we totally. can just talk like totally. you know there's no nice way to say that there's no yeah 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 no, good like, way fair, to put fair. that you know I mean it, it's just like no fair so
1: jack like as the guy turns to grab his beer fucking runs out of the bar fucking runs away because
0: he knows he knows (laughs) jack does not not. go to a secondary location good for him he needs to know this too yeah you know never follow hippie to a second location
1: Yeah. yeah um so then we go to the awards at the film festival where
0: um nikki does not win the award for her movie. Yeah. They call the second place in the first place. She kind of gets all like, it's going to be me. And then they just call some dude. Yeah. She's like, it's gonna be (laughs) me. And then,
1: (laughs) yeah, she leaves, she leaves the theater and Dawson follows her because he sees it and and then he like Dawson then tells her like Dawson is definitely the AJ of this scenario yeah because he tells her like you were robbed and he's like you know I saw every movie at this festival and yours was the best hands down and then he just starts gushing over her movie
0: yeah and yeah he, he's nice to her but she's like pissed she's upset you yeah know? And he just doesn't understand the experience of women, but especially black women. Well, right. And she's because he
1: says, like, you know, what you learned, what I learned is that, like. If there's know, any mansplains to her. Yeah, he does. He says, like, what I learned is that, like, you know, maybe I'm not like I need to, like, dig deeper and reveal more of
0: myself and like in my work. And he's and like. And then he says what you learned. Yeah. What you learned. Yeah yeah let me tell you what you learned yeah say it black woman <laughs> he says that <laughs> that festivals
1: don't necessarily reward the people that are the most meritorious, and i'm like do you think you need to tell any woman that black- but particularly a black woman that that meritocracy is fucking bullshit
0: meritocracy doesn't exist <laughs> oh boy it's it's a lot <laughs> She and then she admits, like she's like, "Look, I just wanted to win. yeah, like that that that's what I wanted.
1: I fucking love her for saying I know. that. I know. I feel like that's such like, a like I, it's amazing that they let a woman say that. <laughs> um, well, you know, she's
0: driven. Oh, she's right. calculating.
1: Right, right, right. But, you know, Dawson sort of tells her, like, you know, your film reminded me that I got into movie making to reach people. And like, you really, that's what you did. You reached people. And... She kind of, like, comes around and is like, okay, well, did you really like my movie? And he's like, yeah, I fucking really did. And, and I mean, my thing is just, like, these dudes just withholding shit from people. The fact that AJ just withholds any kind of kindness from Joey from the get-go. Yeah. The fact that Dawson re- really withholds any kind of kindness from, uh for Nikki from the get-go. Yeah. That, like, he, he just can't be kind to her. It, yeah. It's, that's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to stomach
0: from both of them. Absolutely, and like so. Then Especially we, when they like are peers, yeah, and just like and contemporaries, and like are going through a, a shared and similar experience. Well, you and know, it, and it's just like you just
1: met this person. Like, what's the point of being a fucking dick to them the second yeah. you meet them? Like, I feel like that's just not whatever. <sighs> anyway, so we cut to the train station the next day. And Dawson and Andy are walking into the train station together and like kind of debriefing. Why don't they hang out more? I know. Debriefing each other on their weekends. Although Andy's outfit is fucking heinous. (laughs) Like, so the shirt is getting shorter. We're definitely getting into the aughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the jeans
0: are so baggy and like. I know. And she's wearing these huge sneakers. They always put her in the baggy jeans. They're like you can't be the hot one that's Jen you know (laughs) even though her body's slamming you know and like yeah yeah and then she's old like in real life so they're older than them in real life so they're like no we're gonna put you frumpy because that like that reads young and you're like okay like it's almost a
1: Janko jeans like raver look yeah not quite it's they're not quite big enough to be Janko jeans but she's got like that's
0: not her look she's preppy
1: not at all I know anyway so so andy tells dawson that she had this like chance encounter that yielded clarity yeah and dawson's like oh i also kind of got what i came for in the most unexpected way and i just i have i have a little thing right here Uh which is that these are the two most privileged characters yeah yeah uh, uh, that are teenagers on the show yeah yeah and both of these characters (laughs) were just dealt real honest truths mm-hmm. by black women yeah um and you know they're the most privileged of all of their friends and like i don't know that i have a ton to say about it other than like let's point out that
0: fucked up power dynamic that like yeah. these two are the ones that are like and also this. they walked away from that being like wow that was really amazing and you're like yeah yeah yes so why don't you tone down your privilege? Like, you know, like, yeah. why don't you like acknowledge it exists, get more experiences from mm-hmm, like other mm-hmm, perspectives, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, what? Totally. And, you know, Andy
1: said that, like, you know, this is the problem. Like, you get your he- idea in your head of how things should be, and then you close yourself off to any other possibilities. And Dawson kind of jokingly asked if she had an encounter with Deepak Chopra. <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay, this is complicated <laughs> and kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. And then like, so then we go into the train where Jack is like, has got a four seater mm-hmm. to ha- like, he's like saving all the seats for his friends when Adam Kaufman shows up. Yeah. And Adam Kaufman, I don't know about you to me, will forever be the dude who slept with Buffy and didn't call her back. Um, um, okay. In season four, at the beginning of college, he was also on a my one of my favorite shows, Veronica Mars. Um, but he's like he works constantly to this day.
0: Um, and Adam's character he's like a moppy head, Ian Summerholder. Yeah,
1: he's you know he's like a he's a he's
0: got good those, he's like, good looking piercing blue eyes like he's yeah. a wb type i mean
1: guy. through and through he's good looking but he's like a generic kind of good looking lady. yeah and he's he asks jack if the seat's taken and jack's kind of like oh i'm saving it for my friends and as he goes to walk away jack's like eh. <laughs> those assholes <laughs> <laughs> and adam kaufman sits down and just looks at jack and is like wake me when we get to cape side and he's jack's like, like cool. hold up <laughs> yeah Yeah. so then we cut over to dawson with three cups of coffee in his hand yeah and as he walks down the aisle nikki says hey porter is that decaf or calf yeah and here's again where i have a moment with the writer like because uh-huh. historically speaking porters were black
0: yeah, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. always
1: always always yeah, on yeah. trains were black and so there's like perhaps a kind of flipping the script uh-huh like the black woman and the white man uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh and and so like I dig that if that was what its intentionality was, but like, if not, then I don't know how to read that uh, if it's just like, oh, hey, that's just like
0: the name of that
1: position, I guess I I wouldn't that's not what I would call someone who was walking through with coffee, but Uh maybe that's just I'm just not as like we're just from the west coast yeah, and don't take
0: exactly. trains that much <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um also just
1: to note that the 1619 project has a great history of porters um and uh why we tip their black porters are the reason that we tip uh, in this country tip anything because they used to not get paid yeah um, oh, at all no oh, wow. mm-hmm. so anyway um but dawson's like what are you doing here and nikki's like oh i'm doing the divorce kid shuffle
0: uh, and so this is like Dawson has yet to talk to someone, yeah, whose parents are divorced. Yeah, I kind of thought about that too. Yeah, and he's
1: like, you know, my parents just got divorced and it yeah, sucks. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, and he like sits down. And he's like, oh shit, cool, like so yeah. When I could-
0: talk to my feelings about this that will understand me you know yeah
1: and like they kind of bond about it and like i want to say too bianca lawson and james vanderbeek actually have really great great chemistry i really think so yeah so when i was listening to the commentary last night paul stupin said that the other person that was up for this role Uh you ready for this oh god who? gabrielle union Oh shit! And he flew them both out to read with James and Bianca. Uh-huh. Just had better chemistry with James, right? Um, I think yeah, Gabrielle Union is doing just fine, but um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, it would have so, been good too. Would have yeah, been great, yeah. 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 She, I
1: think she went on to do Bring It On that year, so
0: yeah, cool. She was fine,
1: <laughs> but um, but Dawson asked Nikki where her dad lives, and she's like, "Oh, in Cape Side,
0: yeah." And, and he's like, like "Oh shit, your dad's Principal Green." Yeah, <laughs> and she just laughs and she's like, "Oh my god, do you go to school there?" Yeah, like what you know. Um, and then he says, "He's <laughs> like, listen, girl, you know what? Like, it's very difficult, but I might be able to pull some strings and get you into the film lab." Yeah, her dad. Like, do you remember principal? when he just said her dad's the principal? yeah because she's
1: like yeah I'm already in to the film she's lab
0: like, she just laughs she's like yeah I've already been emailing with him my dad's the principal like come yeah, on like hello. just because I'm a black woman doesn't mean I don't have privilege
1: yeah <laughs> exactly my dad's the goddamn principal bro he does is like thrown he's like
0: sure. she's like I've been emailing with him and he's like I didn't know you could do that and you're like what, <laughs> what? Know. this is wild this is yeah yeah it, it is kind of an interesting thing like um like my boyfriend's in, in at um in college right now and I was like telling him that one of his professors is working on a book and I was like you should email her and be like hey if you need help like yeah. I'll help you cuz you could get published you know yeah, yeah, and he's like I don't know and I was like what that's how you do it yeah what do, you do mean? it
1: I'm just like, do what? it
0: just email them what yeah. <laughs> and
1: and like Nikki tells Dawson like what you, like you can handle a little friendly competition can't you and I just uh no. I, I mean just in love with her just yeah, yeah. i'm in love with her
0: <laughs> i'll let you know right
1: now nikki no <laughs> <laughs> he can't he can't <laughs> um so then we go back to jack who's talking to adam kaufman yeah and says he's like oh he's in boarding school but um and he likes that it gets him in, out of the claustrophobia of capeside and jack's like well what brings you back and he's like
0: heartbreak, broken heart you know yeah. and he's like and she, Jack's like, oh, long relationship, and he's like, yeah, two years, you know, and yeah. like the hardest part is that like I have to see him all around campus. Yeah, and, and Jack's like, wait, are you telling me it's no longer Cape Side gay population? Me, it's yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, it's like record scratch. Yeah, him, him,
0: <laughs> and, and Ethan's Adams, like, yeah, his w- name's or, Ethan. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah find okay. that out, yeah, but his name's Ethan, yeah. and uh, he's like what it you know Did you can tell yeah I get under your gator <laughs> and then jack's
1: like you know like he asks about jack he's like does do you slip under other people's gator and jack's like what, jack's what, like, what? <gasps>
0: <laughs> that
1: obvious yeah yeah <laughs> And Adam's like, well, yeah, but not in a raging queen kind of way, which this is where we were at. And like, I'm so glad we're past that. And he's like more in a newbie way. And then he defines newbie as a sweet, inexperienced, young, gay man destined for a broken heart. And I want to tell you that I absolutely know that Greg Berlanti wrote that line.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) He wrote The Broken Hearts Club. Where I know, yeah, Almost yeah. that exact definition is literally put up on the screen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: totally. And, um, and Kurt Smith is in that movie. Chris Smith is in that movie. Yeah.
1: Sure is. He plays a firefighter. Um... Go check that one out. So uh,
0: we learn. it's really cute because we see that Jack is, like, maybe going to have a gay friend, you yes. know, which we've been wanting for him.
1: Yeah, because we learned that the guy's name is Ethan. This is where we learned that his name is Ethan. Yeah. And they sort of shake hands. And, we, like, we get this kind of connection between the two of them. Yeah. And, and I love that because, like, that's really what I think Jack was looking for at the gay bar. Yeah. But, like, those... He went to this bar that was like a crowd of people that were older than him and more yeah. and more sort of like confident in themselves and were like okay, yeah. and you know this is why I mean I think I mean it's kind of hard you're because right. you're like
0: you were at a college you could have just gone to the gay club on the yeah. alliance on like there's other ways. way, like, yeah, way okay but like okay whatever yeah. yeah true,
1: but so um then we go out to back out to the train station where AJ is walking Joey to the train and she says
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> that he talked for eight hours about ulysses and i'm like girl if that is not an invitation to run screaming I don't oh, know my what god. Is. oh my
0: god i mean god. i like i literally like, sorry
1: have... i kept you up all night i was like oh my
0: god
1: i am a person who has literally been to bloomsday in dublin and if you talked yeah. to me about ulysses for ulysses for eight fucking hours i would never speak to you again <laughs>
0: Gosh. Do not talk to me about that
1: for that long. Um,
0: so anyway. And, uh, so she must have loved that. Just like some white dude keeping her up all night, just talking about his interests, you know? I mean. Because it's... then she he says to her, like, so what What do you like? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you stayed <laughs> up all night talking about what you like. So you literally and did the nothing. the moment... That you're dropping her off at the train station. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what are you? your interests? <laughs> Let me get to know you now. Yeah, yeah, girl. Woo, woo, woo.
1: And she's like, I don't really know what I'm passionate about. And then is like, you know, for the last couple of years, my life has revolved around this boy. How pathetic is that? And I'm like, at least you know, it's Joey. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And AJ's like, well, you know, like, he asks if they're together and she's like, no. And then oh, he's yeah. like,
0: he tells her this like weird math story, it's but math he's, shit. It's so <laughs> stupid. he's just trying to be extra again. Like at, the writers are trying to be like, isn't he so smart and like charming? And You're like, no, he's a piece of shit. And then like kind of annoying. And so he's like, you know,
1: oh, you basically like in order to figure out any of that stuff, you need distance is basically what he says. Yeah. He says it in a fucking and, insane like, way. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: he it's kind of totally tells her, true. like, it's oh, like, totally. yeah, you you're telling me your life has been wrapped up in this dude and like, you're not together anymore. So like, you kind of just need perspective from that. And like, and I relate to this because I'm a, I'm a traveler. I, I go on vacation a lot because mm-hmm. I, I am addicted to that perspective you get from your life when you leave it, you know? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, you know, in America, we don't, um, prioritize vacation even though it makes us more productive if we take it Mm. and like you also don't get perspective on your life you know yeah and that's probably why we don't prioritize it they're like you don't want perspective on (laughs) being a rat in a cage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, despite all my rage um so
1: she basically aj tells her that she needs to proverbially take her face out of the ibook which she said to him and that's like not bad advice yeah yeah and then he asks her if he can quote phone Phone her sometime (laughs) because
0: i i don't know why he says it like that because he's a weirdo Um, yeah he's a weirdo and we're supposed to be charmed by like oh he's so old school like uh, dawson uh, like you know like it's like oh they're like old Things, or like they're they're just like weirdos and Let you're like me oh you my sometime. god get away from they're me. also selfish assholes that don't yeah. give a fuck what joey's interested in
1: yeah because she's she's like she goes to like give him her number and like he they don't have any papers so she like writes it on her hand and he's like yeah. monumentally charmed by this i know it's like,
0: so 90s right? you never written a phone number on your hand i, I used to write
1: fucking essays on my hand I know. Shit that needed to get done
0: seriously Woo. We still do that. I Come mean, on. sometimes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Um, and then they like they say goodbye, and it's kind of charged. Like they're like, oh, goodbye. And right as Joey's like going to get on the train, then Dawson walks by. Yeah, with Nikki.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, Joey, this is Nikki, and she's like, oh, hi. And and Dawson's like, who's that? But he, it's weird because he was so jealous the last episode of of um Pacey yeah yeah and he like but we didn't really get like
1: that vibe no he's kind of like like he's he's a little like
0: looking askance but yeah he's not like super that's what i was saying last episode it's like his desire is always awoken with jealousy but i think it's only with pacey mm-hmm. like him and pacey are actually like really competitive or he's one side competitive with pacey
1: yeah 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 i think that's true yeah so we go then back to Dawson's room um, yeah. after this train trip is over and Dawson and Joey like are sitting debriefing. on his bed. Yeah, they're like debriefing about the, the weekend. Yeah, you know? and Joey's got army boots on on his bed,
0: which they is They always disgusting. have boots on, on the bed, shoes on the bed. They're fucking freaks. They're so gross. Ugh, ugh. So she's like, you know, Dawson says, oh, like, I feel like the prospect of college
1: looms so much larger now. And Joey's like, yeah, but it is. Is it the like light at the end of the tunnel or is yeah. it an oncoming semi? Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson's this is like, like
0: so like of the time of how you felt because you've been yeah. working towards going to college, getting out, you know, sure. your your whole life or as long as you can remember. And then yeah. when it gets their junior year, when it's like so close, you're like applying for colleges. You're like, <gasps> like, what will it be like like how do i know like what the fuck like oh my god it's so scary you know
1: yeah um and she, he asks her if like she's ever has these moments where like it feels like the world is like snuck up and blindsided her and and she's like yeah and then he kind of like makes this weird comment about like having a career in fast food i know it's
0: super fucked up you know he's like i think i'm gonna just like have a career in fast food, like welcome to Taco Bell, let me take your order or whatever. And it's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. hey, you're a rich white dude. Your dad's just going to make a call for you. Like, in line, wow. you know, and also like, why do we look down on labor? Like, you know, like heads up, they're essential workers. I, I, I know, I know. I don't and, like Joby- that vibe, you know, like, they've done that before. And it's like, oh, you know? yeah. Um, and, You know, and Joey's just kind of like, "Look, dude, like not everything is about winning. Yeah, it's like a fucking process, you know. Yeah, and like it's kind of interesting, you know. Like I've talked about it before when like people have been like." you know rob was like other girls would kill to you know date me and like even the the homecoming queen of like other girls would kill to be homecoming queen and you're like yeah but i don't want that right like not everything's about winning just because like it's desirable by other people doesn't mean it's desirable by me and therefore why should i take something i don't want especially take something from what? other people might want you know yeah but like it's not about winning it's like life isn't a competition it's a fucking journey
1: yeah yeah and like because you know joy's like you just gotta find the joy and love in the process like it's it's not about you know like you said it's not about winning and Dawson's like well now that we're talking about like what life lessons you st stum- like like we stumbled on this weekend
0: like what did you stumble on yeah and, and she's sh- kind of like, for me, college has always been about getting out. But now I'm realizing, like, I actually might find my tribe. Like, I might find people that are fine being smart. Yeah. And, like, don't feel embarrassed by it.
1: Right. And and Dawson's like, well, like, that confirms that, like, my suspicions are true, that you're a really big
0: geek. And I'm like, I yeah, mean, you yeah. Yeah, he just talks down on her dreams. Yeah. Like, it's so sad to me because she's there, like as the long term friend, like building him up, you know, yeah, of his experience. Like you're amazing. You've always wanted to be a filmmaker. You're gonna do it. You're so great. And she's like, she said, I've always wanted to get out. I've always wanted to get out. And she's realizing, like, I've always wanted to get out because I wanted to be who I am. I don't want to be a little Joey Potter. I don't want to be the one with a dead mom, drug dealer dad. Like I want to, I want to be like the smart girl, the one who has a lot to say. And he's like, you're a geek, instead of like yeah. being supportive. I know and
1: she's like she kind of says then does it is it just me or does this room seem a lot smaller all of a sudden and Dawson says oh I was thinking it seems safe
0: and I was like there it is I know because moving forward and growing is what she wants yeah and like staying safe and comfortable and with the status quo is what he wants yeah yeah and i think like they're and it's interesting because you just see like the comfort and security of his privilege
1: exactly i think that's exactly it is that she's like oh hey i've seen that like actually maybe it's gonna like my life's really gonna start to take off when i can get out of here and he's like you know oh shit (laughs) like people are gonna judge me when i get out of here Yeah, yeah, um, and Joey gets up. Audience is just my mom telling me I'm amazing, you know, right? And my ex girlfriend, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Joey gets up and goes out the window and sort of is like, bye, Dawson, and like just kind of gets goes out into the
0: night, totally. Yeah, that's the end. Yep, yeah, I I missed Pacey and Jen, I did too, and
1: like. it seems like this was the like life lessons episode which is like maybe the thread between all of them you know but i don't know i don't think this is like about like
0: okay well you you've had you know your childhood and like now that you're starting to grow and like come to the phase where you're gonna like You know, go to college, find your tribe, actually like find people who are your friends that have things in common with you, not just like your parents bought houses in the same neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and like, what does that look like for you? You know? Yeah, definitely. I felt like the Andy story, while like, of course, like, I liked parts of it, it just like, it kind of sucked that they didn't really make it cohesive with the storyline, the storytelling
1: yeah like I kind of hated that she was kind of all off on her own and not like like Jack was off on his own but he really like he had like a focus that he was like yeah
0: he was like so okay I'm Cam trying and to Joey do this were thing. similar they're like I want to have this experience of what my life would be like Yeah, and even Dawson's like what would my life I want to know what my life would be like as a filmmaker yeah. and Andy's just like you know like her it's something they didn't like the story it just didn't really fit Right. No, totally. I agree
1: with you. And like I, I mean, I I think what we're getting at is this is not the strongest episode of the season.
0: Yeah, it's one of my least favorite ones for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's hard for me cuz Nikki Green is one of my favorite characters on this show, period. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the whole like, show. Yeah. So, her introduction like I, I can't hate it, but I I hear you. It's it isn't the best episode. And I do think I think we really miss Pacey and Jen cuz like Just their presence and their sort of like, I mean, both of them are the ones that sort of bring the lightness and the humor a lot of the times, even though they're also the ones that sometimes bring the darkness and the the drama. Well, they're just the
0: best actors on the show and, you know, they they just bring a lot to the screen whenever they're on it. So you definitely feel them missed to have both the strongest actors gone from the same episode. Yeah yeah i mean i'm guessing they were on other projects but yeah of course there had to be a reason for it but yeah so who are you rooting for
1: i'm rooting for jack i'm rooting for jack yeah yeah. i'm rooting for i mean i'm rooting for joey like i want her to be able to get out
0: better boundaries with ben i agree i agree with that i agree i just like you went to like a dark ass room with a dude. Like it turned out fine, but like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for. Nikki. Nikki. (laughs) There we are. Yeah. I mean, Andy, it's like, I'm rooting for her to like, get, uh, to sort of get, get herself. I just wanted to have better storylines and, like, you know. Exactly. Like, it, I feel like I can't even say anything other than, like, I want to have, I want her to have better storylines. Cause, like, I, I feel like she's not even behaving like poorly or weirdly or anything. She's just, like, not really there.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's got, like,. And I just, like, it was just, like, a minor storyline. And, like, her and Dawson have such stuff in common. Like, it would have been interesting to see them interact more, you know? Or, mm-hmm. like,. And she's so positive, like I feel like she would have brought something better to the table when he was really down. Yeah. And when, Joe, when Joey sees him, it would have been more interesting to see Andy and Dawson, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they could have really like learned from each other, but you know, yeah, they hate the writers are like we hate Andy, so I don't know, It's yeah. super weird. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Great. So for our listener corner, this mm-hmm. is from Kate. What are your thoughts on about nearly every character on this show having an older love interest? Granted, AJ is only like three or four years older than Joey, mm-hmm. which isn't as bad as PC and Miss Jacobs. But why do you think the writers were so insistent on all the characters dating older people than them?
1: That's such an interesting question, Kate. I think like,
0: about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Billy was like old yeah gen ex-boyfriend
1: right and i think there's this way in which like for so long like just in within the culture we were kind of like uh-huh and then you would date someone older than you and like not really thinking about how fucked that is
0: like i mean i just was raised differently and my parents were like they were like would always say, like, well, why would that person be interested in someone younger? Which I do think is a healthy way to explain it as, like, yeah. no, you're the, the young person is the victim. <laughs> so, no, Wait, it's, it, it, that it's that person that's <laughs> like, you know, so that's the way I've always felt. Like, it, it was definitely ingrained in me when I was, as I, that's how I was raised. So I've always Same. felt that way. And I've always been, like, kind of creeped out by it, you know? Same. I and mean, like, my parents are literally. High school, like. I definitely did date someone who was older than me, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and like you, it kind of is like accepted if they're like a teenager or like, you know, maybe 21. And like, when I look back on it, I'm like,
1: you know, well, it's like, I I mean, I was raised the same way and I think my mother would have, my, my parents were, I think eight months apart or something like that. So like my parents were exactly the same. Yeah. My
0: parents are, six weeks apart yeah Yeah. so it's like uh, uh,
1: for me it was always weird even like older people who are pretty yeah no and
0: even because we've talked about it before like our parents had similar experiences and so did their friends where they went to college and they married got met someone and got married and like so even my parents friends were like very similar ages as well you know
1: yeah and I think
0: like
1: I think that there's such a like but I think that you know, back then, I mean, I just remember having conversations with people being like, you know, well, I just can't date high school, like, particularly women being like, I can't date high school boys, because there's too mature. And then like, you know, dating people that were like,
0: old, a lot older. Yeah. And like, just I mean, it's like, totally true. And you're like, well, then just wait till you're 18 to date. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I just only remember there being girls like around me. That- it's in Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also just girls around me, like, in my high school and stuff that were friends with, that I was friends with, that dated people who were, like, significantly older and, like, not really thinking anything of that. Like, I remember being a little bit like, huh, that's weird. But, like, not, like, you know, you just kind of were like, eh, that's a little odd. I I think that, like, I mean, I think that, like, in, I I think that the Pacey-Miss Jacobs storyline was, like, really meant to sort of rile up people um, to get them watching the show.
0: Sounds like a marketing thing. Well, and just like, I mean, it was ripped from the headlines. This the show's like supposed to be like all about sex. So they're like, this is another sexual relationship. And you're like, no, it's not. Well, right. But like at the time, that is how we thought about it.
1: like, I think we were we were much less like, like I know how we talk about it now on this podcast and like I think and that's the way that I want to talk us to talk about it but like also where we were as a culture I mean like literally we were living through Mary Kay Letourneau where like a huge portion of the population was like this was fine because this boy Uh got sex and like you you know it was like some of us were like hi that was
0: fucked yeah because I was definitely raised to be like nope that's She's wrong. That's wrong. Same, but gross. So, like, in my bubble of my youth, I'm like, didn't everyone think that was solely inappropriate? And even when it happened on this show, you're like, what? This is so fucking gross and dark.
1: Right. But, like, but, like, that's not, I mean, we weren't there as a culture and, like, possibly Uh we're not fully there yet as a culture. But, like, for Joey dating AJ, it's like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, you know, she's, what 16 and he's like 19 like it's not that gross I mm-hmm. I just don't know like if I was a junior in high school or I mean sorry in college like I would not have wanted to date a junior in high school like I always think about it from when I was that age and yeah I know like I know you and I. I remember us having conversations like when we turned 21 and then again when we turned like maybe 25 or 26 like when we turn 21 being like could you imagine dating someone that's not 21 and partially it's because like they
0: can't go to bars yeah i know your lifestyle is so different yeah i mean that's the way my parents always um also explained it too is just like you you're at different points in your life like you're gonna want to be doing different things like this guy lives in the dorm like he's in college like right. he's just doing has a different experience and like and then joey you know sure. and so it's just like what are they going to relate to on you know yeah and it I don't know. It is interesting that like, yeah, that they're like obsessed with this. I do think that that is like culturally like what um, happens, you know, unfortunately. And I, the unfortunate thing about this obsession with dating older is that we haven't like, they weren't like trying to create the tools of establishing what is okay and what wasn't. They like, in Dawson's Creek world, they're like, everything was fine. Everyone was in love. They were fucking, right. like, you know, they try to normalize what happened with Pacey and Miss Jacobs because he was in love with her. You no, know? absolutely. And they kind of do that in the last episode. It's like, well, sex with love is always okay. Right. And you're exactly. Like, Again, what? Well, and exactly.
1: And I mean, I think, you know, we'll see it later, them kind of referring to Pacey's quote unquote older
0: woman thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you said to Joey, the two previous regimes, it was like, you yeah. know, traded like good school for like love and sex. And you're like, oh, like you didn't love her or like you did. I don't know, trying to minimize that. But you're like, oh, like, I don't know. Yeah, just, no like, so complicated. But yeah, this weird thing. I mean, honestly, there's just so many males in the room. I think that's what
1: sort it of boils Yeah, down to Yeah, I think that too. And I think also like there's a way in which, um, I mean, I know my own sort of <sighs> grappling with what it is to be female um, in this world um, that I think too, a lot of times adult women are not as in touch with their experiences or don't want to admit that what, ex- what the thing they actually experienced was really fucked up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just remember, I have this distinct memory of Lena Dunham's book coming out. And she has this moment in her book where she talks about how she was raped by someone she was sleeping with. And when she describes the rape, it's like, we were having like, vaginal sex, and he flipped me over and basically put it in my butt. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I've had like joking conversations about how that's happened, yeah. with people before, and like, don't you hate it when that happens? Isn't that so annoying? And I and it like blew my goddamn mind,
0: yeah. And like, like ha- that artist in in NYU, she carried that mattress around, but on it's her like back, that's what happened to her,
1: right? But it's like it's that thing where you're like. Th- we used to have joking conversations about the fact that it happened to a punt, like this kind of thing happened to uh, all of us, you know, like every, like you, you in big groups of people where you're like, Oh my God, I know that totally has happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
0: And I think there's well, no, like, we a- talked about it before where it's like setting the men at the bar. Like, it's not that bad. So like, you know, you weren't like violently taken into a room, beat up and raped. So like, what was it bad and you're like
1: yeah but it's not even that it's it's like it doesn't even have to do with the male bar it has to do with also women coming to terms with like the fact that the thing that happened to them was severely traumatic And so, so, and I think that like, that's a really hard thing to like come face to face with, to grapple with, you know, to say like, oh my God, this thing that I try, have tried to laugh off was actually a severely traumatic incident. I think there's like, there's like a way in which I I think, I mean, I see it a lot in women that are older than me, where like, they're like they tell me something and I'm like, that is like assault. And then they're like, well, no, it's not because of this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, it, that's an assault. Like, yeah, Yeah. sure. They didn't fucking like beat you up and pin you to the ground. But like the thing you're talking to me about is an assault. And so, so it's like, I think that there's a way in which, and I think you said this a couple of weeks ago, like we just don't have the language to like be more nuanced about it. But I think there's a way in which like that's really hard to come face to face with. And so these women in the writers rooms, you know, they're probably about 10, 15 years older than us and. Um, And so, probably have had a lot of these experiences, you know. When I think about them being coming of age sort of in the 80s and what that means, I mean, the 90s were kind of traumatic enough in certain ways to come of age. And, you know, the 80s were even more so. And like fucking the 70s was like a fucking. We know
0: what happened to us. So we, and we know like how we've evolved, you know. So we can only imagine how much worse it was, like, you know, with every year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think like I think there's a way in which like, you know, there's a sort of writing off of those experiences as not traumatic, and like, look, Joey dating AJ, do I think this is some like insane trauma, it, uh, uh, that like he's like, oh, I want to have your number and I like like maybe like to call on you, um, or whatever fucking weirdo like anachronism he said, yeah. um, you know. <sighs> Do it's I are, think that's, so that's I not think the same thing as pacing?
0: Yeah, it's like, do I think his age is problematic? No, I think him being an asshole is problematic. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, though, do I think Billy's age was problematic? Yes, yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I do think that was problematic. You know, and that's because you know Jen was younger,
1: or even Vincent. You know, the the yeah, um, yeah, the
0: yeah. You know, yeah. Um, So, but yeah, it it is interesting. And like, again, this show, ultimately, they've talked about it from the pilot is like, how do you have friends, you know, during and after your sexual awakening? Mm -hmm. So they're always trying to establish, like, what is a healthy sexual relationship or what is like a healthy, you know, romantic relationship? Mm -hmm. And they've tried all these different ways of highlighting what that could look like, what how about this with like an older like a college kid that's like obviously an immature person you know yeah. um or like how about you know these different experiences um and just kind of like what would you take away from that you know um yeah and that's kind of what it boils down to mm. you know?
1: yeah it's a good question i mean they do seem obsessed with it but
0: yeah and it's just it's just hard because joey doesn't really have like a a parent to be there to say like oh what's going on here you know like kind of get that perspective
1: well and also I get that from a to- storytelling perspective I mean you don't like there's a way in which you're like okay Just want we- a character that's out of town so that like yeah if they
0: break up or if it doesn't work out yeah. they don't have to like ever address it other. again yeah, yeah
1: exactly although Cliff we've never seen Cliff again and you know yeah presumably he's still well, he graduated school. oh right but like you know we didn't see him at all in season two even though uh-huh. he was technically still continuation going to take school high year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: i mean it kind of falls apart but i could see that being an argument
0: yeah 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 totally all right well thanks for listening um thank you kate for your email yeah, um thanks. you can find us on instagram at twitter at dawson's critique You can email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We want to shout out our boy, Kilia, for writing our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at Crazy. You can pre-order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, um, wherever you get your books. um, We want to recommend Print Bookstore in Portland, Maine. It's a cute little bookstore downtown Portland.
1: Yeah, yeah. My good friends, uh, Emily and Josh, shout out. I run that bookstore and they're great, great people. Um, uh, You can like, please like a subscribe, uh, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. It helps us so much when you do. And thank you for those of you who have done that already. You can find me. On social media at Pesty1079, and now you know where that's from.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we would like to, as always, thank Andrew Bush, who records us when we are not quarantined, and good God, do we miss him. Um, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at Rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to right now. Excuse me.